So what do you uh, what do you make of the uh, not like whenever I say opening scene, I don't mean oh, like fuck. you know we can play out uh, yeah. them talking and everything. I've I've got the clip, but uh, just opens with the uh, the disc and the jukebox. Well, dude, let me ask you this. I I don't know where my phone ended up, but uh, I uh, I just did it. I hit the slow mo. Do you have like the what songs they flip through? No, I have it on my phone. Oh yeah, here it is. It's fucking sick, dude. I was wondering, it's pretty interesting, like, uh, you know, because T-Bone Burnett was on the commentary. And you said, you told me that, in your opinion, T-Bone Burnett is the third producer. Uh, or, no, uh, well, that's a creative. funny thing to say, too. Yeah. Are you joking? I, are you, you're smiling. Are you uh, making a joke? No, I remember that someone else said it, but, you know. Oh, well, because it's also pretty funny. Uh, I have some selfies in my phone of me seeing how bald I'm going. Just as I'm scrolling through, looking for Tight. these. How how is how bald are you? Better than I thought. You know, I thought it was worse than the selfies revealed. Well, I I don't think I even showed you. I don't think I took a picture actually this time. I cut my hair into like the bald guy fauxhawk this weekend on the way to shaving it, which looked cool. I liked it. I've I've done it like the last two or three times I've shaved my head. How come you didn't leave it then? I always end up trying to even it out, and then you know it goes. I, you know, you, it's like, you know, like someone with overplucked eyebrows, you can tell, you know, they just try to get it just right. And then they start eating into, you know, you Gotta start cutting into bone yeah. at some point. Yeah. Uh, so then I just let it go. And then like, as if God was talking to me, I see a guy at the grocery store who is like goofy, like he, he's not goofy looking, you know, we're all God's children, but he's like, his, he, he has less like God than most. He has no, maybe more. Uh, he, he had the bald guy fauxhawk going, but he had it like considerably high, like, but it like, like mine kind of stops in the middle of his head because he's like going to that he's going bald in the back of his head. So, uh, it's like, it was poofy and he had like a very round head with prominently like horizontal ears and then a mask. So it was like very like, who's that guy? He looked like you, if you combined Bird and Ernie, dude. <laughs> was, I was like, yeah, it's probably good that I let that one go. Thought but, you were going to grow it out. Well, I was going to do it to intimidate the guys at the bachelor party. Uh, but, you know, maybe the show's had a The faux hawk? Yeah, yeah. The, you know, it's like a warrior's yeah. look. Yeah, exactly. You need to intimidate these people? Well, I, I don't know. You were some, trying of them, to... some of them are dancers, dude. Are they, they, I'm, that's my I don't really know them either one guy like is a dancer or a group of them run a professional dancer school. I don't really understand. I'm not really participating in the email thread. They're using a Gmail address that I don't have access to currently. I'm getting random parts of it forwarded to me. So I can't really tell who is who for like half of them, but some of them are dancers. Like that's be because I'm hoping, you this know, feels very Easter baskets to me. What's that mean? The scene in The Sopranos, whenever Christopher's like, is this about the Easter baskets? And Tony's like, I don't want to know what that means. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying when it's like, oh, the dancers? Like, that's what my friends yeah, were yeah, saying. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, interesting. Well, the only, like, real substantive thing I've asked them is, like, do you think they'll they'll teach us some some stretches, dude? Like, I'm pretty sure they have good, great stretches. Like, if they run a dance school... Oh, we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. They uh, probably... I doubt that they're as obsessive about it as you. Stretching? Yeah. 
I mean, when I get on one, I few people are. I stretch for about four hours. Today. I wouldn't get your hopes up on this, is what I'm saying. I, I bet that none of them have recently stretched for four hours in one day. Well, here's what's yeah, pro- I mean, they, that's probably they have true. jobs after yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, part of my job, dude. What here's what I did part today. Part of my job is stretching. A huge part of it. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't put that question to the TWC. I let the COVID benefit slide or whatever, or my unemployment benefit maybe. Did you have an unemployment benefit? I didn't apply for one. Yeah. I think I could have gotten one. I wonder what McGinnis would have done. It probably would have depended on how I approached it. I didn't want to go through that at that point. Yeah. It's an inch. Anyway. Well, I mean, it would have been a, a paltry sum prior to, uh, prior to COVID. coronavirus. And, and I think he would knows? have probably expired by then anyways. And yeah, like, although my impression was like for coronavirus, I mean... I don't know. It was like with self-employment, it got weird and then it got unweird. And then it was like, we actually had a conversation where literally I was like, well, I have been spending a lot of time like unfucking my gait uh, and like learning to walk again and you know, all that stuff. Like I was like, I don't really feel like I can get a job. That's been hard. Like, but you were like, as a taxpayer, I would feel defrauded. <laughs> like, I, I stand like, by that. Yeah, I was like, well, you're pretty liberal. Like, or, you know, like if you, if anyone was going to be sympathetic, you would be. And so I was like, let's take that at face value. Let's not push anything. Uh, so I was like, okay. Cause I find these like legal questions interesting because I really do believe, like, I actually am pretty skeptical of like the, the conceptual your word. honor i couldn't work i was learning to walk exactly dude but like you know like the the word you trauma, had a job before this didn't you son right but the way i got fired like brought my whole psyche crashing down and as a result like and all my muscular tension right that had a lot to do with it honestly <laughs> it had a lot to do with it i know what you mean but like what a ridiculous statement it actually had more to do with my shoulders than my uh, oh, my lower body at the time yeah 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 uh the if mushrooms opened that door yeah, definitely. Who knows Although, what kind of law It's about to be right shoulder now. time right now. I was doing handstands yeah. last night. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I need shoulder time. Uh, dude, handstands will get your brain going a different way. Yeah, you know what, Alex? I don't think I can do any, okay? <laughs> do wall stands. It could, anyway, whatever. I'm just saying. But like, uh, I don't know, whatever. Uh, I just want to talk about the jukebox. Yeah, yeah, I got the songs, man. I, I haven't looked at them in a minute, but uh, they got good selections. I just think I'm gonna I'm gonna say random things that kind of remind me of the show, and I'll tell you that the, the act- there's a ton, dude. It's like you think there's nothing. Like it's like every now and then I spin myself out on like I'm like you're overthinking the show, and then it's like dude, they're not leaving anything to chance. Maybe it's not Nick Pizzolatto always. Like, cause I got the sense sometimes T-Bone Burnett would be like, yo, check out this part of the mix. You can tell with the bridge, it really cuts with what Rust is saying. And Nick Pizzolatto is just like, he, he literally, he goes like, that's, that's subliminal, man. Which is like, I kind of read as like literally him being like, first time I thought of that, you know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's like, that's cool though. That's a good way of uh, <laughs> saying that. Exactly. Like it's complimenting, <laughs> you know, like his, yeah. his work. But, uh, or like he'll literally on the commentary be like, cause T-Bone will, he'll get going explaining like, uh, what a verse means or whatever. And, uh, he'll be like, oh, did you mix it that way? Like, did you have to cut out a section or whatever? Cause I think on the theme song they had to cut out a section. Oh yes. my God, dude, we got a correction to issue. I, at least I do. I, Ooh, and I still haven't published the, you know what? 
I think that the uh, mailbag episode is on the, the desktop. Nice. That's now packed up. Yeah, I figured. I, I thought okay. it was long gone, but if you're telling me it might no, be. No, I had it. Dude, listeners are in store for a weird thing. <laughs> I, I don't really. I guess we'll I mean, have to couldn't you just like uh, address both of them now? It's now that I'm saying it's going to be months I don't want I can... to. We've already done it. It's fine. Are we going to stop podcasting a... before then? Huh? Are we going to stop podcasting between now and when you get it? I don't plan to. Just hit it when you fucking see it, man. Who cares? It's kind of weird. (laughs) All right. Whatever. What am I supposed... Oh, you want me to address the fucking mail? Dude, that's so old. I don't remember. You were just saying that... uh, I basically remember. Will sent some cool pictures of career to Mardi Gras. And that uh, the next uh, was like a specific graffiti artist. Oh, see? I forgot that. But right? Yeah, yeah, that Wasn't was that what he point said? too. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. In the, in the first episode, we had noticed that someone had tagged next. See, you're hitting this way better, dude. On uh, one d- of the walls. And in fact, that was a, a prominent graffiti artist that Will knew a lot about, and to which I say, of course he did. I bet Will knows a ton about fucking cool-ass street art shit. Hell yeah. Will sent me a funny clip of McConaughey on uh, Between Two Ferns. It's funny as fuck. You know, Galifianakis giving him a hard time. Yeah. I'll send it to you. It's funny, Please man. Do. Uh, we could honestly play it if you can find it. It's only like a minute long or like there is. Or is that a bad idea? I don't know. We're set up for that it, right he now. He talks about True Detective. I just want to. Talk about True Detective? Okay. Yeah. No no problem. We can do better than Zach Galifianakis and Matthew McConaughey. I think it's the basic conceit of this show. From my perspective. Oh, shit. I lost my fucking <laughs> pictures trying to DM you. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh all right yeah so i don't know some of these albums but the first one i just think is interesting it's called so i'm just gonna say this is the first slide that i at least got on my phone it's called rock and roll jesus and they do the classic move where at least the first song is also called rock and roll jesus Mm -hmm. whether this they're doing the trifecta run the jewels did this on their first album i think album artist name and song all the same name pretty hard honestly uh so that's what rock and roll jesus that's the first one which that's interesting to me because on the fucking also on the commentary like a few episodes ago pizzolato expressly disclaimed the christ metaphor for rust and i was like is he being tricky dude i mean the man sleeps under a crucifix like come on man he looks like jesus when he's old you know yeah. But I don't know. It's just interesting to think about. Uh, but Because then they hit us with Rock and Roll Jesus. Then we've got When You Love Someone, New Orleans. I'm just saying random tracks on it. Uh, Half Your Age, Marty and Beth. You know what I mean? I think this is just T-Bone going through like his fucking, you know, archives being like, these were all kind of takes work. or something. Yeah, because yeah, some of the lyrics are pretty on point. Then he's got a group called Tesla, Great Radio Controversy. Uh, you know, making magic. I think Tesla is like an occult figure, I would say. Do you know he was an incel or a Valsa? I did not know that. I read that today. I, I don't know if that's true. Mailbag part two, if anyone jumps in. That seems like something. Seems like a lot of that stuff. I'm always, I'm always somewhat interested in the uh, reconstructed sexual lives of historical figures, <laughs> but it's all drawing from such little material. He may be the type to write about it, though, like in a journal or something. If you have that, then uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. let me know. It seems easily but obtainable. A lot of this I, other I stuff, this it's myself, fucking, actually. 
you know. So get this next combo on the jukebox, dude. We got Taylor Swift Fearless. Unbelievable. Yeah. Then we got Eminem Encore. Also okay. unbelievable, dude. Because it's like, it's, it's two it, great those would be in the jukebox. But then it's like, Fearless, Jump Then Fall. You know what I'm saying? That's what these guys got to do. Like, I just feel like Taylor is just such an artist that there's just like so much more going. Love Story, I say that, I would say that's arguably a description of True Detective. Uh, you know, Breath, Tell Me Why. That's what question is Rust asking. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. I mean, Taylor was so deep even then. You Belong With Me. I just feel like that's how Rust feels about Maggie. Eminem encore. You think that's how Rust feels about Maggie? <laughs> On one level, yeah. I think he's in I love with her. I don't think so. I think he from from that moment of connection. Uh, Eminem encore, dude. I, I'm not even gonna just listen to the whole album. Listen to do yourself a fucking favor. I mean, the the song "Puke" on that album is like. I've bumped that after a bad romantic incident, like pretty you know, heavily. That I'm occurred. I'm aware of the hits, but that's one where I just like a lot of those things. You you know, 2004 Al was I lifted weights and like listened to Eminem encore. Yeah, but what was 2004 TC doing? Not able to hear that. Oh, you were still at Excel. Absolutely. Oh shit! When Encore came out, yeah. So you didn't get to see real time the Mosh video come but, out. But uh, fuck Bush. Conversely, dude, <laughs> that's you know, not how I feel. had fucking. Uh, I mean, were you there for Slim Shady LP? Probably, yeah, right? I think I've addressed this, but for the new listener, uh, I heard a lot of the tracks on hip-hop forums, but then yes, Slim, yes, yes. I, Slim Shady LP, I think, had just come out. I didn't own it. But certainly, no uh, chance, Marshall Mathers LP, whereas I got to... No. Ex- I, would, I would happily trade uh, Marshall Mathers LP experience that I had for any encore experience. No, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I believe you, man. I, I like my Marshall Mathers LP experience, so... So my Eminem like arc is like I loved Eminem. I, had, I think it was on Napster like a week or two before. Well, so the the kid that got Napster at Excel, uh-huh. uh, he had Eminem songs. Sure. So I I got those even though I, I was say like, that's a guarantee. Like you know I was strength at the time, but yeah. I was college dorm, so I was like basically like this is this is okay. Like I was like I actually don't think I'll get in trouble for this. Like it seems like this is pretty widespread. The school's culture is changing. Uh, uh, I would seemed, have hated to have to justify. Dude, I got caught by Jamie. I fell asleep listening I know, to I, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't tell the story for the listener, but well, anyway, I've, I've heard it plenty Well, of she was mad at someone else. So she was just like, and it was you too that I fell asleep to. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. That's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that playlist had Eminem if on If you're it. like, hey, Jamie, she didn't know it was on the playlist. I know. I just if got she heard lucky. you listening to rap, she would have been mad. She would have been mad, I think. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm confident of that. But I don't think I would have gotten like jumpsuited. I, I, that was my read at the time. I mean, uh, I don't recall anyone in the college dorm getting jumpsuited at any point. I did because the kid ran away, but it's like you got to take one when that Someone happens. in the college dorm ran away? No, I was shadowing a kid like maybe after his visit or for whatever and reason. And he ran away and you were in the college dorm and you got jumpsuited? In the college dorm or just you were done with I school? Can, I, see, I may be like moving the two things. I could tell you the kid's name, but he's alive, you know, so our rule, we yeah. won't. No, I'm not asking uh, you to. No, I'm saying I think that would solve the question, but I we can on the air. Okay. But uh, I was in just the quad Just think it really dorm. hard. I was in the quad. Do you believe in tall. telepathy? Yeah, of course. Well, uh, then fucking do it. Big shot. Well, the, with the right recipients. Are you feeling it? Fuck off. Are you feeling it? I think I know who it was, yeah. I will tell you because I also believe in language occasionally. No. He was tall, 
Whatever. Uh, he was very fast. Well, I'm just saying, I had no chance, dude. I was only, it was only me and him, and it was like we were in those quad dorms, maybe on the way back, maybe on the way to shower. Mm-hmm. And he basically was like, I'm faster than the guy watching me. You were one-on-one? I'm pretty sure, because I was allowed to be one-on-one, dude. I was one-on-one all the time. Like, because like Dino or somebody would be like, go, go up there or whatever. So it's like, I knew enough when the kid ran away that everything would get worse unless I did just a plain and simple, it's my fault. That's the only way to go about it. Take your fucking jumpsuit. Sure. So it was like, if you had really cared about him and his sobriety, you would have done some more speed training. Perhaps, dude. I mean, I would say my gate was already getting fucked up there. As if we've you seen, cared about his we've parents? We've seen photographically. I did care about his parents. I shadowed his visit, dude. But if you did enough, you would have done more His parents training. got divorced after the visit because I shadowed while he was at Excel. I'm in the causal chain. I don't know how. <laughs> uh, anyway. Wife I mean, just wouldn't stop talking about that shadow. Yeah, definitely. Probably was Go the marry case. him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He was a good kid. I wasn't even mad at him for running away, obviously. How's she doing these days? Uh, You know, I haven't looked her up. I don't know her new last name. She came in, I remember, because I shadowed a post-divorce visit also just with her. Uh, And she was cool, man. I remember she was driving like a brand new Nissan Altima, I think. Uh, And I was like, all right, divorce life, treating her well. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck you, Tom. Uh, I'm getting an Altima. Exactly, dude. She's getting that. Is it alimony when a woman? Or not matrimony. It's not matrimony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Can't yeah. have one without the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, True. So anyway, I was just so I got jumpsuited for a minute. It was post when that big dorm got built, which I associate with college dorm year. But is that true? I don't think that's I true. Just, it's true that I associated with it. It may not be factually true. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, dude, Eminem Encore, Ma, the Mosh video, I thought it had the, the power of art to swing politics, dude. I was like, Bush will lose the election. You I haven't know. seen it. It, you know, it didn't go down in history as swinging the election, it turned out. John Kerry that lost. I voted for John Kerry in that truth. election. Mosh factored in my decision to vote. I won't even fucking play and say I, that didn't. I was, uh, I was like three months. Okay. Shy of being able, but like obviously you couldn't vote at Excel. Really? That actually surprised. I mean, they had you catering like elections. You almost would think it was like I'm not saying this would they have been would right. want you to vote so that you could like win there. So for the new listener, yes, a block I, of Monty Morast votes is yeah, what they I, would see it as. I stumbled over that sentence, but they did have kids catering. Basically, forced labor sheriff's elections, yeah. sheriff's elections in Montgomery County, fundraisers Texas for in the sheriff's early elections at yeah. torture school. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. one of whom and the, the sheriff, went on to like, go being, to prison after being convicted by a Montgomery County jury of assaulting one of the kids at the school. Yeah, that but is that's, the wildest thing about the school. Like, no, no, in terms no, no, no. Of no. I, I, I think that I mean, no, what I, I, in I, terms I, of like regular people can grasp that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, think yeah. That, I mean, it's on the Wikipedia page. You know, exactly, for a dude. reason. But the I'm just going to say I real quick, the next page is Ozzy Osbourne, Osmosis, and then ACDC Black I have ACDC a point to make about I'm skipping. I'm just saying. I'm scrolling through. I'm trying to... I can't do every album, dude. I, well, I don't want any of the albums right now. I just want to finish well, the point I, I'm about trying to save time. I'm a little... Uh, all right, all right. Just the, the, the share... Like, it's my understanding, and this could be wrong. You're right. 
that there are that some part of like why the school closed is because of a sheriff's election. Like that there were relevant laws to how the school was governed. That the interpretation of them was pretty fucking important. So it's not like just that uh, they did the catering for a guy who went on to go do fucked up things. Yeah, they were employing the kids to try to perpetuate a system that was enslaving the kids. I mean, I fully agree with you because it's like even if there aren't. And to my knowledge, there are not. Paris Hilton, help us, please. Uh, you know, while everyone is focusing on the Texas legislature, once these these battles s- settle down, let's regulate the TTI. Uh, I'm pro-regulation in this instance. Yeah, and I mean, of course, there are regulations about any kind of thing like that on the books. Like the that's why they really eventually had to, uh, you know, make it so that there was staff members sleeping there, right? So like that, yeah, that like ate that. into profits. Yeah, 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 so like yeah. how that how that's getting interpreted, like all of it, it plays a large role for the schools. So like getting someone in there, the person who's enforcing the laws and investigating the breaking of them, it's very important for them that that person <laughs> right. agree with their point of view, rather than like moonlighting as a torture consultant and an uh you know just read the wikipedia yeah uh honestly respect to the the family of that kid and that kid for like going through with that and pursuing justice fuck yeah dude uh i've used that example when i did have a reddit account there was someone on the troubled teens industry subreddit that was actively discouraging anybody from the possibility of any legal redress whatsoever for anything, including, you know, those kinds of offenses. And I DM'd them because I read their, pro- I stalked their profile, you know, classic gal move. And they were posting about taking the bar exam. And, I, and then they were also posting as if they were a lawyer on the Troubled Teen subreddit. So I was like, I'll report you to the board of, like, I didn't say that, but I was like, look, bit of advice i know it feels hopeless but i'm telling you it felt hopeless to me it turned out some kid got a sheriff thrown in jail in his own county like uh and then the school shut down so i was like you should stop saying that because it's factually untrue like in my own personal experience a modicum of justice happened and then a wave of it kind of happened with the school closing, in my opinion. I know there were people there trying to do good things. I, it sounds like they at least, people who I think were doing, I saw them doing the right thing, you know, teachers. Yeah. Uh, I think Duncan said that, so I don't want to discredit that, but it's good that the school closed. Um, so I think anyway, that's true. But I also was like, also, no way the Board of Law Examiners is cool with you saying that you're a lawyer online. I would stop doing that. And just yeah. like left it at that, and she deleted her account. Uh and so fine I, idea seems I mean, like she, all goals are accomplished i was just like i wasn't trying to be a huge dick but i was like don't act like you're a lawyer and then tell these kids like the wrong thing there are real lawyers who do give discouraging advice such as the statute of limitations is passed but that brings me back to the fucking gay point i do think the courts need to catch up with the fact that there is such a thing as like if you in my case, I think the whole conversation, I, I, I shouldn't say in my case, in a bunch of people's cases, we need to be aware of the increasing spectrum of like, it's like neurodiversity and it is, but it's like a branch of it. It's like emotional diversity or just emotional phenotypes based on different ways people's brains get wired based on their backgrounds. And it's like, I do believe in my case, people knowing that I was in a state of like uh I'm always in a state of, of flexibility 
Uh, I'm open to a lot of things, but they, it, it was in a, a, they used knowledge of that in a way that was like taking advantage of me that made my ability to discern reality in specific, important ways compromised. And so I have confidence that were I to proceed the intricacies of that specific factual claim, my own, in a public forum, uh, a, a general purpose audience, if I were able to explain to them within like, say, 10 minutes, uh, I think it would make sense, like within the current spectrum of the law. But my case is more black and white than many people's, I believe. Like, you know, I, I don't want to get into it. But I do think, so if you, I think everyone should have a safety net, but there is a phenotype of person who just has a, a, a change in their life. I mean, some people have many of them throughout their lives where it's like, for me, I, the, I think the unemployment people, especially, I think the EEOC is different, but they would be like, why aren't you, like you said, like I would feel defrauded as a taxpayer, but it's like what I went through did reveal itself physically, which is the standard for the tort law claim of intentional infliction of emotional distress. So again, in my case, I think knowing that someone's in a fragile state, I hate saying fragile as a man, dude, but you know, that might be the shame talking. I just figured um, you were referring to the Nine Inch Nails album. Yeah, fuck yeah, exactly. I was. Uh, I, I was in the state best described by Trent Reznor in that two and a half hours or whatever it yes, was. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, Both discs. Fucking awesome. Uh, I was at Excel for that, I think. I was uh, free for that. I, uh, it was always tough to get albums with the uh, parental advisory sticker on it. So the ones, so certainly in the time whenever the parents were still fighting that battle pretty heartily. Um, I can remember clearly how I got around it in each case. This one was a, a pretty typical one where uh, we were with the grandparents. They needed to go to Best Buy for a reason. I knew that nice. they would. Uh, Best Buy would sell it to you? Well, just that the, yeah, they would sell, but just like the grandparents weren't paying attention to the stickers. They didn't they know weren't about in the stickers. The, the parental version of the 90s cultural war. What do you mean? Like that was like, parents were taking sides about, like my parents were like, no stickers. Oh yeah, like, no, I 100% couldn't have they, anything the stickers with the sticker. matter, dude. Now like Ariana Grande has a sticker, Billie Eilish has a sticker. It was the They're biggest like, thing. Yeah, yeah no, Taylor Swift has a sticker, huge. I think. Um, I mean, it's, it's insane to me that, that they curse, you know, like, uh, <laughs> this, like it. it's one of the ways in which like our culture has changed the most in my opinion. And like no one, as far as I can, like, I feel like I'm the only person talking about this. Black Sabbath didn't curse. That's funny because Fucking osmosis. Katy Perry does. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, given their like respective positions in the culture at the time, you know, like I, I, I don't know what to make of it. I, I, it, it scrambles me and it the biggest thing that scrambles me is that everyone's just like ah eh, whatever uh i bring up two issues on this i curse all the time as i don't have a problem knows. with it i i think that cursing is good and like don't the the entire stigma around it is baffling to me like i i, I should don't have understand known it the minute i had a lunch with the fucking managing partner of the place that fired me and someone at that lunch said did you realize you said the f word and did you see him wince like he like recoiled as you said it. And in my head, I was like, this is not going to, this is not good. How'd it go? <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean? It was like, first of all, I can't submit to a leader who recoils from the F word. Yeah. Like it's hard as a, just the person oriented the way I am. Uh, 
I don't just as a you know the way I move through the world. I mean, yeah, I just can't. I can't be like I. I don't want to get into it. I curse uh, in front of my kid and they're never gonna stop. How's everyone feel about too that, much, dude? Uh, plus, what my, do you mean too much? I don't care about like <laughs> it, the. I, no, I, the I try not to with my kiddo, dude. I do. No, dude. I don't want it's her. Bullshit. I mean, I know I I rarely think about it, and I've already established that I drop them at uh, important lunches. So, you know, when I'm relaxing at home. Dude, I was going to say, an early commenter. They, it's disrespectful easy, of the kid. You're saying, like, and I, there no, are definitely it's just like times. the kid doesn't need to go to nursery school being like, what the fuck, or whatever. You I know, understand like, that. I don't want to hear that from the teacher. I got to have some Where space my lighter, to make a, the occasional point. My fault, dude. Where's my lighter? I don't I'll know be quiet for the next five is. minutes if you give me that. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't need five <laughs> minutes to just like, I think you knew that my full uh, expression of thought wasn't uh, the first three words of it. Um, my fault, so dude. How about you just I'm, argue against the points I'm making than the one, rather than the ones you I think that I'm going everything to eventually you're throwing make? At me more. Huh? Um, I deserve everything you're throwing at me and more, <laughs> no. and I'll take as much as you want to give me. Uh, oh, God, Talk dude. about submission. Um, no, just... Uh, I. Definitely, there are nuances that are difficult for children. I can see that it's it's obvious enough, and like you, it's it's a difficult thing about parenting. It's a tough tough issue to solve. But what you're basically saying there is that like you think that you're gonna uh, make it so that like like it's one of those things where you just you starting with a lie of like we can't say these words. It's not <laughs> well, that no, we can't. No, 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 no. I I don't. I I I haven't crossed that bridge, so I can't cop to the position. No, I'm not arguing against you. I'm uh, arguing okay. against like the you know uh, way that most people seem to interact with this. Certainly, the way that I was raised of like pretending like that these are words that my parents never say when like in fact they do. I gotta give it up to my parents. I think I heard a couple f bombs, but not a. No, a they ton. don't a lot. My parents yeah. are pretty conservative about it, but I've heard them say all of the words at some point. Um, you know, and like so, I just. It's, it's, in fact, the world, like, just, I, I think it's okay to express nuance to children. I, like I said, I, I understand <laughs> that there's times that they don't get it, but my point would be. Well, they're going to see it in media too. And the people they go to school with are going to say it. I mean. And I think that trying to chat, like, with, like with a lot of child raising things, you're up against like two things of like, you know, sometimes exposure helps them learn. Other times. The brain is not developed enough to learn it regardless of how much you're exposing it to them. So the exposure isn't really doing much. But I would think that, you know, whatever. If, if, you, if a big goal is getting your child to the point at which they can discern the situations where they should apply that kind of language or where they shouldn't as right, quickly as possible. Right, that is my big goal. That is my big goal. Then you should be trying to, like, get them in the exercise. And, like, the well, downside that of that... is that an age-appropriate exercise? The downside of that is that, like, what? Their fucking preschool teacher is going to think they speak kind of coarsely? <laughs> or other kids... How much they, is that going to matter hang out? I don't 30? know what the mores are, dude. I'm saying, like, my neighbor, dude. If I, don't, I don't... He would probably say something if he was like, yo, your kid drops wild F-bombs. He would say it like that, I think. I'd be like, yeah. I think that's how it would go. That's not what I want. I don't want my kid dropping wild f-bombs i want my kid reaching a point quickly school, where they're man. able to discern what what are the situations where it's acceptable it's funny in the sopranos like when the kids say something they're like get with it it's the 90s and tony's like not in this house it's 1954 my version of that is being like not in this house it's 1994 i kind of do feel that way like i almost look forward to like my kid cursing and me being like hey oh 
Not in yeah. this house, dude. It's 2044. <laughs> I mean, we are very Dude, actually, I think in the garage especially, it's it's I don't know. Dude, we got we got a laptop, we got a computer. We got Yeah, we're pretty tech savvy back here. I take it back. We got a projector. Yeah. Oh, what am I talking about? Do you want to turn the blue lights on? No. Okay. I just want to make a podcast about <laughs> True right, Detective. Let's go. let's go. Uh, you want to hear the audio of uh, that scene? Yeah. I think you don't look particularly healthy. Listening to you talk, your eyes you seem kind of brittle rust. Most of the last decade I spent stone drunk. Functional, but hammered. Went back to Alaska, spent eight years working fishing boats, bars. Oh, I thought you didn't like the cold. I hate it. Right, and I come back here, Louisiana, for the first time in 2010. Why is that? The same reason I'm sitting across the table from you now. Man remembers his debts. I don't dwell in the past. Well, it must be nice. I'm not interested in whatever it is you think you owe me. Oh, I don't owe you. We left something undone. We gotta fix it. I've been working on this for two years, me, myself. Never called you, I never bothered you with it. Yeah, why would you? Shit, man, what did you, alienate every other person in your life and then finally you came back to me in the rotation? You know, not for nothing, but if you wouldn't have clipped the dude back then, we might have got the whole fucking story out of him. What do you think about the debts? Hmm. Like that's a big theme of the episode, right? For he sure, says it I would say. several times. Did we say the title? After you've gone. That is the title. We had not said it to this point. I don't know that there's a particular re- relevance to debt there, but it occurred to me to ask myself that. So I'm glad we've said that. Now yeah. let's answer the question at hand. Uh yeah. Uh, well, you can't really argue with this point about the do. So that's a pretty hard, concrete example, I would say. Uh, thematically. It's interesting, like, the, where he's, I'm sorry. You, I would just say bigger picture. I don't even know if I like thematically as an approach to something. But we've said it. Well, you know, whatever. Uh, it makes me wonder about, like, what is our ultimate debt? I don't know, man. Like, what do we owe each other? What do we owe existence for our existence or what does it owe us? And what is the way to look about that? I think you, it's like you got to let yourself go to me. There's like a, I don't know. You got to remind, I, I, I don't know. I think it's an effective tactic here. And I think it's an important thing to ask yourself, like what, what that's to you. Owe. Obviously the 12 steps have a lot to say here. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that he's taking an expansive view, right? Like, um, it's not, like, the, the basically he's saying because we were assigned this case and, like, claimed to have resolved it, but later learned that, in fact, there might be other things going on, and, like, somewhat, right? Uh, I'm, I'm still not sure. That, I mean, I guess the uh, Errol got away, obviously. The twig sculpt- sculptures... After the hurricane suggests continued bodies. Yeah, but like, definitely seems like Reggie and DeWall were involved. Right. And you kill, like, I th- I think that there's a lot of easy ways for most people to be like, did a pretty good job there. Almost everyone did. But 
but he's saying that not only did I not do a good job, Russ was right though. I have a debt. Yeah, like I'm obligated. Like obligated by what? You know. Well, how are you going to move through the world knowing that's out there and not try to stop it? And the answer is drink for ten years until you realize that that's no solution, and then come back and try. I think a lot of people probably would just keep going. I agree, but Russ isn't a lot of people, man. Yeah, no, I know. But I'm just, you know, I'm noting that. True. I don't know. It's a balance, but the show fucking, I mean, in real life, like, you know, it's not hard to imagine with Excel. We've already uh, directly referenced the worst example that people can reference, you know, with respect to our school. Yeah, and I mean, Uh, it's, it's great that it's closed because now I don't have to have the feeling of internal conflict like whenever you know that it's out there and that there's people being affected right now in the way that you were i I didn't i sighed as if i didn't you're not doing anything about it. it's not pleasant i didn't like it i agree with you but i would complicate it by of course by saying sometimes i felt like those kids were being helped in the the, uh, like the first year or two after i got out Sure, sure, sure. I was sure. still very much like you know they did everything for me that they said they did, which was the you know give I don't me think life. I basically, particularly wrestled with that. Yeah. Huh. I mean, you know, it was really that I've documented on the podcast before, but that that conversation with my mom made me remember more things about how my, how fully I did buy into that perspective. Whenever I told her that it was good that they didn't pull me out because I had the opportunity to help so many more people. Like, that's an insane, deranged thing to say. Let, but me, like, let me tell you something. It is what I thought at the time. It's not. It's just a weird context for it because I thought it recently with respect to somebody I know uh, where I'm not sure. I don't want to, you know, get too specific, but it literally occurred to me. I was like, it might be 12-step time. You know what I mean? Like, I was. I, that's not you. I, you don't have glasses on, so I have no idea what your face is doing right now. Uh Anyway, I thought maybe you thought it was you, but no. I don't. Um, but anyway, I don't think that's bad, dude. It's a very common uh That would be impulse. really weird if you were talking about me in like a third person a 12 step. way. In regards, it's like, time to 12-step uh, TC. No, I did I not. do try to 12-step you, though. In terms of like having had a spiritual awakening as a result of bracket, just bracket, I'll just say bracket for now as a result of something. You know, I forgot the rest, but share it, you know. Yeah, that, that is uh, basically. Yeah, what's up? Um, but it's like, it's hard to do and it's demoralizing because it, it means you'll inevitably fail. But it's like, you got to love that process too or try to put it in. I don't know. I don't know, man. Anyway, let's talk about the fucking show. So, oh, the other thing about debt I would just say is like fucking, we may have this as a clip later, but... Russ is obviously cruising to a slow death by with alcohol at a minimum. Uh, and arguably, like, the whole nihilistic pessimism worldview or whatever is, like, you know, the ultimate thing that existence asks, asks, asks of us is death, you know? And the hokey version of it is death and taxes. Or is that... Ben- it might be the Benjamin Franklin version, in which case I don't want to disrespect the founder father, obviously. Um, but you're familiar with that saying, right? Yes. And that's throughout this episode. Death Uh, and taxes? Yeah. Like, Marty's all over tax records. And remember, they used to call Russ the tax man. Yeah. Because he carried the ledger, which always, like, struck me as, like, even that is a a spectral 
you know, like a, a death specter figure of like this lean, gaunt McConaughey just being like, I have the ledger and I'm writing your fucking name in it. You know what I mean? And I'm coming to collect the judgment on you. And then he literally does, you know, in the cell. Uh, I don't know. I, I felt like they were always kind of like death and taxes were being linked, but it could be just, I've heard that expression so much, but it's like everyone watching the show is in the same cultural environment. If it was Benjamin Franklin, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, know, like odd phrase, right? Like I, I get what it's saying, but well, like, I don't want to give away anything plenty of more in, certainties. I don't want to give away anything oxygen, in episode eight, but I, what I'm carbon, saying, what do you mean by that? Like they're also present in what certainties. The only thing that's certain yeah, is think, death and taxes. I think President that's Franklin full... was making a point. Yeah, no, mainly about taxes, probably. Yeah, about the certainty of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's other things. That are more certain than taxes. Well, Just equally certain. I think if you look at it as death is the ultimate tax or like, you know, what is existence asks of us, it's like every, you got to figure out what you're serving, dude. And in a way you're kind of paying a tax to that for your existence. I think that's true. If it's yourself, I doubt that's what yourself. you meant. But it could be what it means to you, which I respect. No, I think the show, you know, I said bigger, sure, sure, bigger sure, picture sure. wise, dude. Yeah, that's, yeah. you know. For once, let me deploy a TC phrase, dude. I'm just trying to broaden the scope of discussion of True Detective. That's what I say? No, you say I'm just blank. Oh. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do Anytime. use the word just a lot. No crutch. <laughs> <laughs> trying to do better. No, I'm saying I've noticed it tonight yeah, yeah. quite a bit. Anyway, yeah. I know he wasn't a president. I was, I, I was wondering... You were wondering whether or not he was a president? No, I know he was not. I'm, I'm certain he was not, right? Right. We're aligned you on say, that? You say well, right I don't know. End. You're hard to read, so I Certain. can't. Uh, I need to do every episode of that glass. <laughs> this feels like a level playing field. I used to do this on other people. I feel like that I've completely, I'm on the other side of it and I'm helpless. Taking all the glasses? Yeah, dude. It's like very hard to read because you could just like stare at, well, your eyes are not as bad as mine. So maybe you feel more biologically when you look at me. Like there's a person sitting in front of you. Maybe. Yeah, barely. I mean. At this <laughs> distance. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm looking at one of those like uh, pointillist paintings. You know those? No. They're like, you know, you make them with little dots. Of the... So it's like fuzzy. Are they like the magic eye? Not really. That was a joke. Oh, okay. That doesn't even really work as one. I take it back. I'm What's your stance on magic eye? Could you fuck with them? I can't. I can't do it. Getting contacts really helped me for yeah. some reason. And I don't even think it was wearing them. It, I actually did it better in glasses, but post-contacts. Hmm. I think just something about the way the eye muscles were different in the two states allowed me greater control. Hmm. And so I could basically hit it up. Because, you know, the Mallrats soundtrack, the cover, was a magic eye. Oh, yeah? And the Dave Matthews Band. Jesus Christ, with your fucking shirt. I can't believe I'm bringing this up. What does that mean? I'm a listener sitting uh, at home. I don't know I'm what that I'm not going to read it. Uh, it's crude and vulgar, and I don't support it. I double Is it down. wrong? Uh, factually, maybe, yes, because it leaves out key facts such as the joy they've brought to millions of people, including the people of Chicago. I would say DMB Live in Chicago, 12-12-98, I think that's the date, is the fucking best one, of the, I would say it's top five of the live DMBs. I just think you're doing a real disservice to the listener. They have no idea what's going on. I'm not going to say it. 
Um, it's, a, it's crude shirt, and I won't read it. I mean, you don't have to read it. You just have to explain the statements you're making. DMB brought joy to the people of Chicago, as they often do. Some people chose yeah, not well, to focus on that. Judge called it not joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It is funny that it was waste. DMV, dude. Could you imagine who... Anyway, Remember Two Things was a, a cover. Uh, Magic Eye. Their okay. first okay. album. It turned in, into a, a hand. Huh? Their it, first album is called Remember Two Things? Yeah. The first, that's their first, the first DMB album is called Remember Two Things. Yes, dude, of course. You're fucking with I'm me. I'm not challenging you. You're challenging I just not wearing memory glasses. on the album called Remember Two Things. I didn't say a single thing. Check the record. Listener, hit this 15 back skip and see if uh, Dude, TC I know the anything. early DMB. I, if you were hitting me on what's the last DMB album to come out, you know, I'm not getting I don't think I'm getting You're it. not a big Grux King guy is that what or whatever it is? that was? That, I don't know. If that... Yeah. Every year for college football, they pick a song, and one year he got the song, and it was, it was like his Grux? new single. That's from like 2009 or some shit. I mean, I've like been watching college football a yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It all it's pretty old, together. is what I'm saying. So I, what I, I can't rule out is subsequent albums. I, I can't either. Exactly. Wouldn't even want to. I bumped everything he put out to the point in like 2015, I would say, but went back to the old stuff because I'm a middle-aged man. You know, that's what yeah, we did. Yeah, do you feel like that was good? The new stuff or the old stuff? Old stu and the new stuff. Old stuff's obviously good. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to dog Dave Matthews Band at all, dude, because it's like I'm a middle-aged man, and that I is what like I liked he, when I was 12 years old, so that's of, what I fucking listen to when I'm wanting that. Like, it's a, it's a common enough experience for artists that I, I feel like at some point I that they're just like uh, not wanting to be bored, and they're used to this life process where they continue to make songs, but it's clear whatever skills that they, they went into it initially, like they're just, it's not, it's nothing wrong, but like they're not around anymore. And that's okay. Well, do you, but that's not true. First of all, you're it's not true for everyone. And it's not true for Dave either, or the, the whole DMB. I can't speak for the new, I mean, new squad, know. but I can't imagine that they're anything but excellent. Uh, I'm the, just saying the first like four, uh, you, obviously, you know, this, it's all like a one, it, I think it was like a month. That they like just got together whenever they first got together. They were refer they were rehearsing all the time. Just mm -hmm. had a big space in Charlottesville, just yeah, jamming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And made like forty light songs. Lightning in a bottle makes sense. And, well, but I and I I really think that everything that's not that it's pretty apparent it's not that. So they were running and out of that around every day. A lot of it kind of sucks. Would you say they're like running out of that those songs around every day? That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right to me. Like not qualitative assessment. But the uh, the timeline you've laid out. Mm -hmm. uh, remember two things is like it's indie, so it has like songs. Like that the songs ended that up. he has that are just the number. It's it's in reference to that. Like thirty four oh, is I like didn't know that. that's the thirty fourth song they made in that session. Like it's that particular that's what's one, up, dude. Yeah. I wish they made a whole album of number thirty four, dude. I, is that the instrumental joint on Under the Table and Dreaming? I think yeah, I think so. Yeah, dude, that's the shit, man. But I think on a subsequent album, there's like forty one. Forty one is on yeah, Crash, yeah, yeah, yeah also yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah, uh, but that's 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 what's going. Is like that's that one session. Like it's not just like they made the one album. That it's makes like sense fucking, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I feel like there was a certain fucking thing going on. Like just how could that not be true? There's creative centers in your brain. I know from my life that there's creative centers in your brain that like are more active at certain points Don't in your I life know, than dude. others, and Definitely like they come too. and go. Yeah, and like it's okay when they go, and like it's cool that he still gets to sit around making songs. But like you know, 
It's very that creative cool. force is what gone. What is also cool is this is what I'm trying to say. Yes, 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 yes. I'm not sitting here def- like as an acolyte of the studio albums subsequent. Not I didn't fuck with Grugrex, man. I don't remember. I kind of petered out like everybody else. Like, uh, but I was getting out of Excel and then playing catch up. So mm-hmm. I had Poison Ivy bad, 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 bad. Right when did. I got before these crowded streets, yeah. And my friend shoplifted it for me. Nice. And gave it to me. Thank you, friend. And it was in my changer when I was laid up. Cool. Uh, and <laughs> laid up. Like I just like I, I've heard you talk ivy. about yeah, it, yeah, but like yeah. it was rough. You so I've listened to that. I could like know. go to the bathroom. Like, you know, pro- I would take an oatmeal bath, you know, but it's just like be immobile there. Uh you, you know, fill it with water get, and then like put some oatmeal like powder in it. What's no? Yeah, there's like in a special uh, kind of brand. It's like you don't buy like Quaker Oats. I'm, I bet that would work though on some level. Uh, like how much? You get a vino. It's called. How much oats are we putting? <laughs> I don't know. My mom would do it. Like, is uh, it the consistency of like breakfast? you definitely understood why it's in the same family yeah definitely. how does it even go down the drain at the end like it it soothes yeah that's a good question i wonder i i think it's like avino takes care of all that (laughs) i have no idea now that i'm older it's not like you it's a a big thick hearty bowl of breakfast I figured surely you couldn't be, but it's hilarious to imagine. Just poison ivied out. Mm. <laughs> you know what? I'm a little hungry while I'm sitting in here. Fetch me my cinnamon. Put some, some bananas in this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> a banana and oatmeal bath. Hell yeah. It's all, yeah. God damn. Where was my mom on that? Uh... <laughs> Yeah, dude. It'd be but anyway. so fucking gross to eat your bath. <laughs> yeah, your poison ivy. <laughs> yeah, dude, that shit would ooze, man. I'm not even playing, dude. Like, I would get it between my fingers. The poison ivy. Yeah, yeah. It would, it bubbles up in your skin, huh. and so like it'll like I would get it in between my fingers, so I couldn't even close my fingers. Do you think it's so real? For, poison ivy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, the chemical is called urushiol. That's on the leaves. And it clearly at different times, I don't, see, here's what I don't know, and I don't really want to find out. Uh, if I hit it up today, what would happen? Because, so this has happened to me. Let's go in the Trinity Forest. I don't want to. Like I've, uh, It's to beautiful. Me, you, I like walking White Rock. We could do that. That's basically the same thing no. to me. It's got a, a path, though. Yeah, I know. Bro, That's what makes a difference. If I talk to you, I walked White Rock during the day, and I it, it was a weekend day, but it was at like 2.30. No mm-hmm. one was there. Really? Yeah, and I was like, I wasn't like scared. You know, I had my dog, uh, but I was like, dude, this is when people get killed at White Rock. Like, just a solo person with no one in sight. Yeah, it's like... You know, well, dude, some rando guy like drove around shooting at people, uh, like in Forest Hills. Yeah, like I, I, that, I remember I, that. I haven't clicked on the article, but I keep seeing the photograph, and I think he just shot into a parked car. You're saying like recently? Have you seen this? Do you like? Do you follow Dallas Morning News or something on Twitter? No. All the Dallas media, there's like a blurry photo of a guy. He looks nuts. 
and he's like on a bicycle. He's saying like within the last week. Yeah. Okay. No, I, he, I don't he, think I'd it heard about that. It just says like police are looking for this guy for sh- for a shooting in Forest Hills. I just remember when the A and M receiver lopped some lady's head off with a sword. Exactly, dude. That traumatized me, dude. I think I had just moved here when that happened. Really? So I like associate <laughs> like the lake with that. So it's a little extreme. <clears throat> I sat, dude. It's the media. That's why I don't usually. I maybe I should. It's a pretty safe lake, dude. I, I Mental go health episodes though. can happen in any part of any city. Let's fucking go, dude. Let's talk about True Detective. We're far afield. Although it yielded the oatmeal segment, which I have a very funny image to me now. I'm picturing it. I have these green mugs that are like kind of t- teacuppy. That's what I'm picturing, but human size with the oatmeal in it. And I'm like bathing in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, dipping around. Swimming up to the edge of the mug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like a mint green mug. It's pretty sick. Anyway, I think we all kind of, the ultimate debt that we owe is either to die or to love on our way to death. Maybe the same thing, you know, or to die on our way to love, you know, depending on how you see it. The ultimate debt is to die on our way to love? We all going to pay it. (laughs) On our way to love is a matter of perspective. I don't know I like seeing that as a debt. Well, we're all going to pay it. It's a way to look at it. We owe it to the universe for existing. The only way you can get something alive is for other things to die. Dude, I had tacos today. You know what I'm saying? Like eventually, and there's actually in the scene to way fast forward, it does go. It's like, do you have the clip of the, when they visit the lady and she's like, rejoice Carcosa, all that. I'm definitely not playing it now, but yes. Okay. Well, when we get to it, just remind me. There's like a four-word f- phrase. It's got a chronological order. Yeah. Here. No, I know, but just remind me. There's like a phrase that I think gets at this cycle, but it's basically like they hit on the phrase "mineral rights, my ass," and it's like, dude, the minerals of we all become fucking the dirt, dude. You know what I mean? Like the show, it's not Freudian like that, but it's like, you know, we all have to face the fucking shit, man. We all have to become it. Like whatever we define is not us. We ultimately will become just like everything else. We'll just fertilize further growth. Uh, And it's like, that's part of our cycle just as much. It's just as beautiful because that's how we get flowers, which is obviously super loaded, you know, with this show. So I just, just remind me because it's in the dialogue. It like hit me today. I was watching it. I don't think I included mineral rights, my ass. Okay. Well, anyway, listener, if you do hear that part, uh, it's like, but I know what you're talking about. Like she, it's she, the, it's the thing. It's like the last thing she, I cut out whenever we play the clip. Okay. Okay. Something it's like the way that lady says that in response to whatever the line of dialogue right before that. that. We'll find out. Yeah. Anyway, it's not like super, I'm not going to Google it. So, uh, you know, Marty's resistant, right. Um, to this idea that, uh, rust is onto something. Right. And I'm asking myself, you know, why? And I'm interested in your thoughts, but uh, and I, I don't think this is any great insight, but uh, just observing human behavior here, uh, I, I know that so much of what I do, and I think that, you know, I don't know, not to toot our own horn here, but I think that people like you and I are more susceptible to this and ought to be constantly on guard against it, although I don't even really know how. But uh, the human brain, I think, kind of jumps to quick conclusions, maybe not at random, but I would say that if it's not random, the process is so complex, it seems random to me. Uh, as far as like, you know, something happens and you have an immediate reaction. Right. And then you just work backwards from there to make it look like there was a logical reason for you to have that reaction. I think that's literally what consciousness is for. 
<laughs> yeah, to like yes, that's what try I to provide like and so to the outside observer, if you're doing a good enough job, uh, it looks like you lead a logical life because you can say these. Yes. And the person, you, the whole thing you're trying to do is to trick these people into thinking that you're and doing yourself. the things because yeah, yeah, yourself yeah. most of yeah, all yeah. Uh, that you're doing these things for these reasons. But you're doing these things and then you're figuring out the reasons. And if you're yes. good at it, you can make it look like you're doing it for the reasons. No one's ever doing it for the reasons. Let me just jump in real quick. Yeah, I fully agree. One thousand percent with everything you say i would say i'm working on like an idea like i think it's like something like what the process you just described is the process by which emotions get translated like emotions from the nebulous like feelings world get translated into the linear word world that we all do like the symbolic world we all live in mm -hmm. and so i don't want what you're saying, at least from my perspective, I mean, I don't want to assume you agree with me on this, but I don't want to assume you disagree either. That, like, yes, I do agree with that. And I also agree on the other side of the word world, like that, the nebulous feelings world, it can get less nebulous, but also it never gets less nebulous. Like there's always more, I think, to, to look at. I mean, some things are pretty obvious and, you know, I do struggle with this as I look at how I would approach returning to different legal roles. In employment law, they're so dependent on motivational analyses. And it's so dependent on, in my view, what can be viewed probably more with more nuance as a fiction. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But then again, it's like you don't need to get metaphysical to be like the Walmart manager said he would promote me if I blew him and I didn't and he fired me. Like, that's illegal. You don't have to fucking cite any philosophers to figure that out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it there, has, there, there is, is something, something happening though, about in the real like world. how the law is supposed to be. Like, the people who are participating in uh, the arguing about the law, um, and certainly people who are participating in creating it, like, are definitely saying that they're uh, the special minds of our society, and then engaging in these totally fucking, yes. uh, like, head-ass games. Like, no, I'd agree with that. Yeah, it just, I don't know. It, I'm not sure that I could do it any better. I can see the problems that they're running up against, and I best. don't know that I could overcome them. But uh, it's it, it should give us all some... You can decide how high some... praise that is, but I think you'd be among the best. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you could... Uh, it, 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 I, I, don't know that, I don't know that it's something I should use to, like, laugh at lawyers. I think it's something I should use to laugh at, like, the idea of human society, you know? They make it easy to see, though, in that cast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, especially the ones Talking you're seeing. motivations. You see, do you follow, like, any online lawyers that are, like, for real, like, tweeting as law lawyer, law twitter lawyers yeah i follow okay. southpaw i don't but i i think i i am familiar with that account uh i don't know like i follow a few people but i unfollowed I a, a good amount of them i don't tweet like law i know twitter. i'm kidding uh it is good to, i tell myself it's good to know what they do but so I you got do some agree. good ones sent them my way. I like, I don't. I like See, whenever that, lawyers are tweeting law stuff. No, nah, this is the thing. I, like, there are a couple law professors that I think are doing something interesting that I started following, but I'm not ready to send. They're not send to TC interesting. Okay. Uh, anyway, we're getting far afield. But yeah, I just think that Marty, you can see it in episode oh, one yeah, whenever dude. they're standing around uh, Dora Lang's body that I, I think that he has decided that, you know, whatever like automatic process is occurring in the brain, mm -hmm. uh, it spit out the random number generator of I'm going to decide that Rust is being too certain here. 
and I'm going to work backwards from like, you know, and I just, I just don't think that he moves off that position. So that, you know, I, I think that, well, in the episode, right. Discussing characters' motivations is, well, yeah, at a certain point, he fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. the evidence is the evidence. So like, what are you going to do? Of course well, no, not. I think I, that's I not think... like a per- process of self-discovery. It's no, just no, up against I, I disagree. Hard dude. facts. I feel like Marty could have not looked at it at all. And he did. Look. Yeah, he just could have not left the bar with Rust. Exactly. And yeah, he, I mean, he, he was at the door. You know, he checked his gun and everything, but he walked into the dark. And he opened his eyes when Rust showed him what he had mm. to show him. Mm-mm. And I got to say, he did especially like with, to me, on the rewatch, seeing the fucking baby in the microwave is harder than seeing the fucking, yeah. the clips that they show. Obviously, they don't depict child molestation. Yeah, but, but the baby, well, I mean, the- I like, closed my eyes for that, like watching it. The one shot- It was rough. Where dude. she's uh, crying is just, you know- that was super rough to watch. As a yeah, father, I don't want to downplay that, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a hard time with that. But I, I did too. I think I like. Uh, I might have been. I don't know. Maybe looking on my phone. Like I watched the episode like two or three <laughs> times. But I'm saying, like on the rewatch, I was surprised that it was much harder for me. I had to literally do what Marty didn't do. I did avert my eyes. But you know, I've seen the show. I get it. Yeah, it sucks that that happens. But uh, you know, just major thing that's happening in the first half of this episode is Marty's continuing to deny Rust. I think discussing yeah, I think character you have motivations it, you the nail within on the, the head, purview. Man. Okay, I think his cool. programming is set up to to do society to carry society's water. The poisonous society that he lives in, unless he's looking, he's acting as an agent for it. It's like it's worse than the Matrix. It's We're, so cool to see him wake up. Like by the yeah. time that they're to Gracie. Yeah, dude, it's fucking awesome, dude. It's like, yeah. dude, once he does wake up, he is better. Like, he's the major asset. Yeah, like, because like, in many ways, they he take is, it from the shed. He's no place. better or worse than ever, everyone else in the society, which is very bad. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, like exactly. He, no, I would say he is better. But then, but it, it's yeah, like, like in these moments, like, whenever, like, the difference between him and most of the people around him is if you do put it directly in front of his face, he'll be like, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. Whereas the most of the rest of that, like Gracie mm-hmm. fucking is staring at it and like, well, if this gets me a Maserati at the end, yeah, civil forfeiture is wrong, Alex. I could not agree more. I loved how, again, I think the show is making a subtle point there because Gracie is a good old boy and he, it perfect. Yeah, when like he says he took it off a good old boy. To me, that evoked a white dude. Which, to me, it's like, uh, right? When you hear a good old boy... I was confused. I mean, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not 100% on that, right? I'm not either, but it, it is what it evoked in my own mind. Like, like I don't know if he meant... Because, like, by good old boy, I would think, like, someone who looked like Steve Gracie. Exactly, dude. He is a good old boy. Yeah. Uh, that, I think the show is making... But I think that someone who's like that... Like, I think that using that as, like, just a, as a term to mean person... Like, is possible. I've never heard it used that way, and I've heard the phrase used often. I'm just saying my own personal experience. I thought it was kind of echoing the point that, like, dude, this whole system is bad for everybody. It's poisonous for everybody. It's like Hmm. the good old boys are turning on each other. Yeah. You know, they're not just exploiting, like, and maybe that resonates to me because I've said that about the troubled teen industry. You know, that would make sense because he's not saying... I found like this big drug dealer. He's saying the guy had a fucking bag of weed and so I stole his car with the law says I can do it. And it's like, if you have a quarterback in your Maz, you're probably not selling quarterbacks. 
Yeah, I've never bought yeah. a quarterback from someone in a Maserati. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, ever. Me too. <laughs> Uh, um, have you seen the uh, the recent civil forfeiture case in California, the Beverly Hills? Definitely not. It was a big. It was Twitter headlines the day it happened that uh, there was a major, like a, a, I think it was just safety safe deposit boxes, but there was a, a storefront that had a bunch of safe deposit boxes in like middle of Beverly Hills. Okay, that uh, feds raided and said that it was just uh, where crime was keeping all their shit. And wow. they seized all of the boxes. And LA Times had a thing this week uh, where like some of those cases have started to play out. And uh, one was like a guy had like 70,000 in there and he's like, that's my fucking life savings. And they're like, well, how'd you get your life savings? And he's like, well, I have right. the documents right here. To me, it's almost and as if the it group- was like he got the money back, but like all the cases are like that. Like they haven't slam dunk one anything that one of these safe how deposit boxes do was they used just for do this but it's because it's in Beverly Hills i suspect that it's being treated as news certainly yeah yeah so how often if they're that brazen in Beverly Hills they've been successful doing what they're doing yeah and to the point that they're not questioning whether or not they'll get away with it in Beverly Hills cuz they're i would have to think they'd be timid bureaucrats if they thought they were they wouldn't do it to like the president you know what i mean like they would if they knew this was going to happen, they wouldn't have done it. I bet. Uh, like it's I think, not, it's, like it's what way, does that say? I think it's you're... the same way. Garacy, like the show's. I think it's like the show's being. It's predicting. Like it will. It. I don't know. It's like it comes for everybody, dude. Yeah. You can't exploit people without becoming exploited. I think, but that's not to say like they're the same thing. He's victimizing the good old boy there. Yeah, and most people who are exploiting are doing it because they felt exploited and said never again. I'm going to be on the other side of that one. Yeah, he's disconnected from the mother, dude. He's disconnected from the feelings world. I feel like, like Marty, he's only adopting like the, he's worshiping himself. And as long as it benefits him and what he thinks he wants in the, you know, in in that limited worldview, then that makes sense. Like, I think what's, what's, dude, first of all, did you watch Orange is the New Black? Uh, First, like two or three seasons, yeah. He was the guy with the Russian mail order bride. So, was he? I mean, that's what my wife said. It's I'd very also, close. I have the same reaction as you. I think. All like, right. Well, listener, chime in. I love to tell my wife she's wrong. I mean, we can figure this out pretty easy. Oh, even better. I don't recall because uh, I just notice his eyes. I have like a strong stigmatism in one, but not the other. And as I get older, this... it's made it so that my eyes are sized differently, <coughs> and it really fucking really? bugs me. Uh, Hold on, I so can't even tell I'm which like, one. Now I'm obsessed with other people's eyes and whether or not they're the same size. Hold on, it's I can't even bad. tell with yours. But dude. he's like uh, constantly. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't remember either. I think it's that because I mean, whenever I'm like in bed reading with like Is my your glasses left eye off, bigger? it's always that I'm closing you it like this. With that eye, well, I just close the left one and enti- my left. Yeah, uh, entirely. And so I, I do think it is the right that ends this. Well, I don't remember. I mean, I'm looking in the mirror most of the time. I, I, I don't I even know how mirrors work. Do you know how mirrors work? Of course. There's I a don't. mirror realm behind them of people who imitate us when we walk in front of them. Well, yeah, but I just mean like the translation. The word mirror? No, like... What? What the fuck are you talking about? I mean, I, talk about I'm sufficiently confused once? by the whole thing. I can't even really explain it to you. But you know <laughs> what, what I'm talking, talking about. Like about? if you're mirroring something, like if you have an image in like an image editor and you hit mirror, it does a thing you to the image. Create, like it flips, flips it. it. Mm-hmm. And 
if you mirror your face, it looks weird because your eyes are different. Well, no, I'm just saying whenever I'm standing looking in front of a mirror, I don't know which one of my eyes I'm looking at. Mine, like, I, I think depending on how I concentrate on it uh, and how long I'm, like, staring at my eyes, I've had experiences where I feel like my eyes get bigger and smaller as I stare at them. Has that ever happened to you? No. Like, is that why you're confused? No, it's not why I'm confused. I don't think I've had that happen. Have you ever, like, been lectured by someone or, like, you're just yes. talking to someone for oh. a while and, like, their face starts getting blurry or, like, blacked out? No. Sorry. I feel like, well, it's okay. <laughs> It'd be a more interesting answer if I'd said yes, but I, I can't recall. And I don't want to lie to you. Well, you know, these experiences exist among a percentage of the population, but it's hard to tell how high that percentage is. Dude, we have to watch The Master at some point, man. Yeah, maybe it is. What? The orange is new black guy. She was pretty confident. She's seen the show. I watched the first season. It was all right. It reminded me of Excel again. Yeah, yeah, honestly. yeah. It is. Uh, yeah, no, obviously, dude. Yeah. Uh, I like that. That's <laughs> what I was getting out of it, 100%. Yeah. Like, Any time that like jail is being depicted, I'm like, ah, yes. <laughs> well, dude, yeah, yeah. D Definitely anytime jail's being depicted, although I think for boys, juvenile jail better depicts Excel than men's jail for us. Of but course. We had aspects of men's jail. I was thinking like, I was like, when you think about it, like the kids that were there, dude, I was, can I, No, I think women's jail captures it better. Yeah, no, women's jail is women's more jail or less Women's jail captures the say. girl better than men's jail captures I mean, I, the boys. I brought it up before, uh, but just the, the thing that I was blown away by is just the understanding of the kitchen dynamics. Yeah, oh, all yeah. of that is extremely that present. Really, they really, nailed it. Really nailed I was blown it. away. Yeah, 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 and and sure. laundry a little bit too. Like yes. they also loop in laundry is like one of those things. The, uh, honestly, they kitchen did and everything. laundry are big social things in a situation like that. And here's like maybe like the sadness that comes with like getting older and looking back on this that aspect of the experience. But uh, obviously, there are other alumni who. Did I say that it was him? Was who? Oh, yeah, you did. Okay. I'm just saying, like, part of it is, like, the I don't know the what reason happened to my life show, two like, seconds ago. The personalities worked at the show because those personalities, if they were raised by, you know, families with the resources of Excel kids, would have been at Excel. It's the same. That's why kids from Excel went to jail. Yeah. You know, so it's like, because I was thinking, like, that crazy lady that, like, broke into someone's house or whatever. Hmm? You remember that lady in Orange is the New Black? Yeah. She like uh, wore a wedding dress in the bathtub, I think. Yeah. I was like, I could see an Excel girl doing that. Like one of the, you know. I could too. I don't know what word is appropriate to use to describe. So I'll just say wedding dress in the bathtub girl. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I felt like most fit into that category potentially. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I don't want to paint with too broad a brush. But I, uh, I, I, it's not a problem for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. You know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. It smooths out the other parts of my life. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. For um, sure. Do you, uh, do you, do you, do you feel any debts related to Excel, Alex? Yeah, I do actually. I, I think I like, we touched on this earlier, but with respect to it shutting down. So I had selfish concerns, dude. I was like a Gracie when I was mostly watching Excel after I left. Once I knew I was in, maybe once I was in law school, law school trains you to think too logically, or it, you, it doesn't let you know that it's training you 
in only one part of thinking. It's not its job, but it's like, I didn't even really know what I was kind of turning off or missing or not really focusing on. But uh, I was mainly focused on when you take the bar exam, you got to explain shit and you got to tell them everywhere you worked. And I had a gap year between when I graduated high school and when I started college because I stayed at Excel, as we've said, in the college dorm year when I lived in the college dorm but didn't take college classes, but taught eighth graders and maybe other kids we none of us can remember. <laughs> uh, and so I was worried I was going to have to ask Jamie for another recommendation. And I've definitely discussed like when I needed to list that I worked there during that year to be a camp counselor, mm -hmm. she insisted that I come give a speech yeah. like before she would agree to it. So I was like, what the fuck is she going to ask me? <laughs> like if she thinks she holds my ability to be a lawyer in her hands, like what would that person not like? And uh, there was in the Facebook page, I don't know if you saw this, I'm going to bet that you didn't. There was someone, and you surely knew who they were, but because I'm pretty sure they predated me, that was talking about, like, they went through, I think it was nursing school. They needed a professional license mm -hmm. for something. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that the process was done when they were posting about it, so I don't know how it resolved. But at the time, it was looking likely that they would not get the licensing that they had spent two years of schooling trying to acquire mm -hmm. because of inconsistencies related to that. Like they couldn't produce a transcript, I think was, would be the most specific thing. Ooh. Because if you tried to produce a transcript right now, I th like imagine right now what you would do. My parents might have one. Yeah, I mean like I've got I'm my diploma. Sure. I know that for certain. I do have my diploma. Um, well, I have a law degree. But I, it, like, it also they, could just be like you need to get someone on the phone to explain or something. Well, I did. I went. I, I mean, I did okay, end yeah. up talking to someone. So but just they, they quick. were looking like that they were not going to become a nurse as a result of. That sucks, man. I know. Well, I was wondering. Oh, you know if, what it was? It was that they uh, had fucking. Um, the kid had done something at the school and the school had gone through with like reporting it. And Whoa. like creating a paper trail. I'm Jeez, not sure if it was charges, but maybe. Harder. And so it was like, yeah, if you've got a record and we yeah, can't resolve tougher. this. Yeah. So my quarrel there is also with the school for not including that as part of the application process or the enrollment process to flag that, to figure out what's going to happen. Cause they shouldn't have taken two years of retirement money and energy. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, you're saying the school, the nursing school. Yeah, that's what I thought you exactly. meant Excel at first. I was well, confused. I blame them ultimately much more, obviously. But I yeah, well. yeah, I, I was referring to the nursing school because that's why I was saying in law school, I was watching it very intently. Mm -hmm. So this was a fucked up feeling, man. Yeah. Because uh, I was watching it very intently for the reason I discussed. I didn't want to contact Jamie again. I couldn't even imagine what she would, how she would respond. And so because I know you can't lie to the board of law examiners. Like that's what law school said. That's what I believe. I mean, you can't people do, Yeah. but like, and I think they get away with it, but I was Catch like, me if you can guy you, did. I was like TC. I was like, yeah, you yeah, know, like yeah. we were talking earlier, what's truth or what, you know, I know how to go into the linear truth world, dude. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just told them everything. I was like, they asked, had you been arrested? I had an expunged, uh, minor in possession. So mm -hmm. I was like, who cares, dude? You know, you I just told them, them I was, I have an expunged minor in possession. Yeah. And then they were, they, they follow up, dude. 
So then they were like, who are your attorneys? And I had to be like, well, my mom. I mean, you know, she, so uh, then I had to get my mom to write a letter to be like, yep, it's expunged, you know, and he went to the, the school. And then I wrote an essay about the school, but I, uh, while that was happening, so I knew a guy, I think I've mentioned this, who like had a discrepancy that it's like, and it becomes a thing. You might have to get legal counsel to get your own law license to like defend you before the board of law examiners, or they may make you get a drug Boy, test. What a fucking grift. Which, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know I'm a, a cannabis the advocate. The solution is more lawyers, according to the lawyers. Exactly, dude. And they all used to be on the board of law examiners, and now they appear before them, which is more <sighs> common than probably le- as common as you think. <laughs> uh, the more I learn but, about you folks. It, it's funny to hear your perspective because that refrain really uh, was not really going on in my head. I think I was a bit of a Marty in that regard. Like, it's very easy for me to parrot the conventional legal wisdom. I tell myself that's why I keep in touch with all the legal media still and some legal Twitter personalities. Uh, but I do agree if you're reading it, it's for you. And so I have to ask myself, like, what am I getting out of this? Sometimes I think it's to feel better about myself, to define myself against some of the fucking dumb shit I read. But I mean, it is interesting. Mm. Like, you know, they all like lawyers are smart people, like on average, now, you know, uh, smarter than the average. Yeah. I mean, if you go uh, to the DMV or something, but yeah, no, I think it's apparent enough from just this episode that I don't have any like uh, great reverence, you know, I mean like whatever yeah, I do it. I don't, you know, um, but, uh, you know, seeing uh, smart people try to decide complicated questions is interesting. I, I stand by that. Sure. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I still do. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, fuck man. God damn it. But, it depresses uh, me. The, yeah. So you, you, I was asking if you felt debts around Excel. Yeah, I do, man. Thanks for reminding me about that. I, uh, I struggle with the question. I mean, there are a few obvious cases and I don't really want to discuss the marginal ones That's fine. for the, you know, and I'll, allude to the reasons but basically we said earlier there were some prison-like aspects i've been really toying with how to go about this because i try to be sensitive to the possibility of change and i definitely try to be sensitive to the fact that my whole sense gathering apparatus is tweaked so i don't want to ruin people's lives and you know more selfishly i don't want to get sued for defamation and i've gone about things various ways that i don't want to get into so it's not like i'm doing nothing but I do have concerns with, without getting into detail, there were staff, I don't want to say staff members. Well, actually, some of the things the staff members did, and then some of the things the students were there for, we said earlier, it was like kind of prison-like. And I think one of the, unfor- not unfortunate, I don't fucking know, we've already talked at length about the morality we can, you know, a- applaud child molesters who refrain for. Or, uh, yeah. you know, the ethics of just the compassion that we owe them. Maybe that's a debt I should be talking about. But I just, you know, with some of the staff members, it's easy to look at the good people and immediately understand why you can't have a blanket rule. Like you can't just have like a post. You can't, maybe if they outlawed the TTI and paid off everybody so that they didn't have to work again. But I don't advocate any policy. That, I advocate like, that. I mean, but Duncan should be able to teach 
you know, young folks, dude. I really think he was a great teacher, and I, I yeah, have no, no doubt I thought, he continued sorry, to Sorry, I thought be. you meant that they would just, like, uh, say TC because of what happened. We're oh, just going to give you a stipend. That. I'm in full favor of yeah, that, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah def- Actually, that gets to my bodily, you know, falling apart. You at least should get, like, the way Israel makes everybody do two years in the army. Our whole country, if you can show that you're, like, going through a hard time, everybody should have, like, two years of, like... They can figure that out. I know we don't have that, but we talked earlier about audacious goals. I feel like the northern socialist countries that you applaud so much, it seems like they're getting there if you have a kid, which uh, like many people, my, you know, some of the changes I've described coincided with. So in many ways, it, it yeah, and I mean, you know, just the really well. robust unemployment, and I think that yeah, just yeah, exactly. anyone That's in what the, I'm saying. anyone in the society is going to you know just have something coming to them. Well, an old me wouldn't have re- you know it. I would have never denied this you know although I did take the other side, but the the closest model that we have in many ways also is like the way the unions will go to the mat with any termination. I've seen that be ugly. That's one of the reasons I wouldn't want to be like in-house in a, as a union lawyer. Um, is because you wouldn't want to defend people who you felt had done wrongdoing and say yeah, that they the cases that go to the mat it. tend to be gray, and you tend to need to be black and white to litigate them. And I understand why people uh, feel good about that if they feel good about the causes they're representing. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, like I, th- I, th- I think it's fair lawyers. for you to say that now because you aren't currently uh, like, but yeah, yeah. surely you had to uh, push down feelings at times in other cases and were willing to do so on behalf of corporations. So a little rich that you won't do it on behalf of individuals, but well, you're not doing it now. I, 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 I'm not trying to slam you. Well, about yeah, it. no. So I would say on behalf of corporations, I would say I was doing it on behalf of myself, which is, you know, I was, doing it for them on for me you know what i mean like i had student loans and shit so yeah, it's not like it. i was like waking up in the morning but you know when you take on certain duties you take them on the other thing i would say is i agree with Mitt romney no one ever thinks i'm serious when i say this but corporations literally are people they're just groups of people so i actually every time i had a case like that i got to know the management people and like i said those I know what you mean, but like, you know gray. what I mean as well. I fully do. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not trying to discredit what you're saying, but I'm saying like early cases of mine specifically, I saw unions defend physical assault and sexual assault of their own members uh, in discharge cases, which yeah. is very hard for me to stomach the possibility of doing myself, even though I can understand how people get there. Like, I, believe me, I understood how the lawyer who was defending it got there, although I don't want to live my life the way he did. Um, yeah, no, I get all that. I, I'm just, I'm sure that there's another time that a, someone was getting, fu- you know, like a fucking new mom was being fired for no reason. And you're over here being see, like, actually, we are able to do this. See, I, I didn't really have cases like that. I mean, to be honest, I thought I would more. I'm not saying they don't exist, but think about it. Would you hire me to do that? I know people who do almost exclusively that, but very few of them look like me or have my demeanor. Like, it's not a, I don't look good defending that. You're saying it's because you're a white male? Or just a male, maybe. Yeah. I think it's like not really the trend, I would say. And to the point where I distinctly remember learning that point uh, practically because a lawyer was leaving my firm. And, you know, of course, that's always a question, which cases are going where and to whom. Mm-hmm. and there was a, a sexual harassment case and i was like well you know i have some availability and a lawyer laughed in my face and was like yeah that's what we need 
Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess I do other stuff, which I did. But I understand your point, and I won't say, to me, it's always face-to-face with a person in a deposition where I have to fucking get what I need out of them. And sometimes that means making them think we're getting along better than we are to the point where I know that I'm getting things that are better for me than them, which is another way of saying, like, I'm interacting with them as a less, not not the way I normally interact with humans. Like a very, like... Being a box man. Very, yeah, kind of box man. But I was thinking about, we talk, we alluded to that earlier too, but it's a little bit, I agree with that. And, and when I recall it, the show really evokes some of those dynamics. But I don't know if that's a good motivation to get into representing people against corporations. I'm not second guessing whether that's the move. I actually, I've lately been thinking maybe uh, more of a mediation approach of helping people out of this cycle of conflict. It's maybe where I'm at right now. It's the same arena. And like when you said watching smart people make decisions and approach things, think like a live mediation with money and feelings at stake, aka an employment one. Or, you know, there's like a federal mediation service for union disputes, but it's underutilized and underfunded, in my opinion. Uh, but maybe that that would be incredible um, because that, that stuff really is very exciting. But that, again, like you said, like those were the harder situations, face-to-face with real people. Sometimes you uh, on the union side too, you've like had a drink with them and stuff, and then you have to just turn your feelings off and be like, your fucking proposal's rejected, fuck you. Yeah. Like, you know, not in so many words. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not looking to put myself back in that cauldron, though. That's what I think with Marty. I think that's like, I think he did come through is like, I don't really, I do beat myself up plenty, but I'm glad that once you see things differently, it's very hard to like avert your eyes. You know, like Russ specifically says he won't do it. Marty says the opposite. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to play it now? Might as well, right? Let's get back on track. No! Yeah! Jesus! Fuck! You watch all that? Yeah. I had to see if any of the men took off the mask. None did. Oh, fuck. I won't avert my eyes. Not again. Yeah, so earlier I swore that I would never play a clip out of uh, order, but now I'm going to have to. It sucks. Um, You know, it's torturing my fucking... uh, Whatever that is. Asperger brain. Is that what you call it? What? That? I could I I couldn't remember the word autism for a second there. Okay. That was what I was searching for. Um Well if we're going into the lock shed, we should talk about just the fucking setup real quick. Just to say it's sick, if nothing else. I'm well just, just I I played the clip because I want to make sure we get to the, the just that I think that that's one of the in general this episode, um I would say that it is I, I I like this episode a lot. I was excited watching it. I was you know I love it. Um, it was really hard not to just tear into the season finale the second it was over. It's, sure. I mean, I'll probably do it right when I get home. Sure. I really? Yeah. I mean, I can't. I I I've, I've wanted all week. I've wanted to watch it. Yeah. Sure. So bad. Yeah. 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 Um. But uh. 
so what just one thing that's going on in the episode is that I, it's not like there's nothing to chew on there's plenty i'm sure we're gonna go four hours here um but <laughs> well, uh, how are we doing i can't see uh we're like an hour and a half nice um we're and, on the second uh, scene of the episode yeah, but so like there's there's plenty. But I, I would say that in contrast to like the first four or so episodes, those it feels like that there's a movement throughout the season where they start out trying to establish the characters, talk about ideas, like really mm-hmm, like soak mm-hmm, in the philosophy mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, like what's mm-hmm. going on here, and then like it comes a point where like all the pieces are set up and it's time to do the action. I think it's a and great way of putting it. This is an episode where they're doing the action, um, and you know, it just it, I, I feel just you know hairs are standing up on the back of my neck as i'm watching it but uh this i felt was like the the thing to really chew on the you know i'm not averting my eyes not again sure right yeah of like he's uh he's he's come to the conclusion you know obviously he spent this time uh functional but hammered um thinking about what's going on like he he moved from fucking alaska back to louisiana sure because uh he was eaten by something and i think that what he's the system that he's why coming did he to go understand, to the cold if he hates it sure there's sure. a lot of land between louisiana and alaska to settle down in on the i way. bet that if you're a person looking to get away from things and you've been to alaska before you have a keen sense of how useful it is for that purpose um, sure. Because that you know, I've and never been to Alaska. And I think it's what there's I something understand. about that. There's sure. About yeah. Going yeah. Back yeah. Home. Uh, but I, I think that the system that he is coming to understand, uh, you know, every day a little more, is that the to some degree that evil is allowed to flourish because it's difficult to look at. Like that, he feels uncomfortable. You know, that's why he's averting his eyes. Um, and that whenever he does seek comfort instead of truth, uh, that it's that that's creating the space for people to abuse children, right? In this society, it appears to be the case. And yeah. Marty's getting confronted with increasingly hard to deny exa- like evidence of that being the case. And so Marty's coming from like a very reasonable <clears throat> position of, I don't like to look at children being fucking violated, which I think is where we all start out. That's certainly where I am. Uh, like that if that video were on i'd be like turn that the fuck off yeah i'm just saying picturing that exact scene you described of the girl crying which you know i saw on the big screen so it was like pretty i was like the the first time i watched it that was the hard part yeah the baby became harder i think because i was like i tamped down that part like the video part you averted your eyes i was like rust i was like i'll just look at the fucking big old spiral i painted on the door <laughs> like what yeah know, like, like it, I, it, i'm sure that whenever marty's saying it it feels like a moral position to him like it's proof of his goodness to some extent that he can't look like because the really bad people are like yeah fucking keep playing it this is the good stuff Jesus, uh and yeah. so he he to some extent is like trying to say like you know I, I have the, you know, the, the voice of the Lord is too strong in me. I can't watch it. And the rust is basically like the voice of the Lord is stronger in me. So I have to watch it of like, you know, the, the, this averting of your eyes, like what's supposed to be like an appeal to your morality. Um, like it, it does have consequences that like, once you think it through and understand it on a greater level, like the, the, the really bad thing is, is recoiling from horror. You have to not, not embrace horror, but fucking, you know, like you got to look it down. You got to stare into its eyes and be like, no, I'm here. I agree. And I like the way you put that because to me, as you were saying that it kind of reminded me, and if you have this clip, stop me, but like, uh, 
It's mostly nonverbal, I think. But because the next question becomes, you were describing seeing in very active verbs just now. Like a, it is an action by itself when you're looking at something of this magnitude that you've had to basically will yourself to do. Uh, like there are times when you should use your will, you know, you kind of, or what appears to be your will to be like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you, you have to thank God for the painful choice of whether or not to avert your eyes and then honor the fact that you were presented with that choice by making the right choice. And it, I'm not telling anybody, look, you know, if you're fucked up by any part of true detective or, you know, I'm fucking fast forward, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sure, know. Sure. uh, but I'm saying like, we're not actually you know, trying to stop real pedophiles. In fact, we're doing nothing to, uh, well, I wouldn't say that, but I know, that's I know. what I'm saying. Like, the, <laughs> um, it's a struggle to be like, there's there. I don't, I've thought about, is there like a broad policy of a database where it's like anybody who has a complaint about a TTI teacher or alumni. Because that's the thing. That's the really gray area. If it's an alumni that was super fucked up in a way that if you said they worked in a school, you would be like, that's fucked up. But not in a way where you could sit, point to them on a registry of anything. What do you do with that? And you don't, you, you haven't seen them in 20 years. And all you have is like gut feelings and shit. And then stuff that a psycho quasi cult leader like screamed in front of everybody with a lot going on, you know, contextually. Like, it's, yeah, it, and it's, there's just, it's just such a, a clearer situation. It's so much more muddy whenever it's a, a peer, you know, an alumni. Like, the for sure, powerful and people abusing less powerful people is, uh, you know, like a straightforward whatever, but like, uh, Jessica Simpson, um, in her book, writes about uh, the sexual abuse that she suffered, and it was, yeah. I believe, a cousin, might have been a friend, but I think someone. That's right. It's somebody close to her as a, in her childhood. That, like, whenever she would go over there, she would sleep over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the kid would be like, you know, this is what I'm into. I'm fucking sure. Yeah, and that kind of thing. Like, it's just one of those, you know, I mean, I think everyone agrees that it's wrong. Well, but your uh, heart but has to go out to that girl too. Exactly. And I mean, I, I know. think that your heart ought to go out to the, the teacher who's also committed, you know, like the teacher. I don't remember the teacher. Well, no, I'm just saying like, I was contrasting oh, yeah, against yeah, yeah. like a no, teacher could, or an alumni. Anyone who went to Excel is owed that talk about but like that. a teacher who abused kids. I think that like, there's a, probably a re like, you know, I know that you uh, said it's that the lady told you not narrative. to do it. It's but a self-serving like, narrative. I will say that that might be our society's version of a Marty Hart. Like it's almost like a but you know thought terminating loop. If I just asked you without it like being a, a, a edge case, like should we have compassion for people? You would say yes, should, and I would say general, that that contains sure. more truth than like. Uh, you I know. agree, dude. That's the struggle I'm describing, and you know, it's it's the real world, man. You know, everyone but, does have a reason for the things that they do. Like it, it is the result of the other things that have. It's the result of the environment that they've been in, and you know, the actions other people. Not have according upon to Noah Berlatsky, dude. They they say it's basically like being gay. You're born that way. You know, they don't well, say it has anything to do. Then with, I think like, that that would the whole line you're you give them more compassion. Now that you, well, I thought I mentioned that last episode, dude, it's, it's a true blind spot for me. Cause I, I have to say, I sympathize with the people. I certainly sympathize with the, like the the, not the makeshift poor housing sub FEMA level, but under the underpass in Florida colonies that, have at least been depicted, 
you know, I'm sure Vice has gone to these or whatever, uh-huh. but I haven't watched any of them. Uh, but I'm not going to slide that scale all the way up to you can work in a school. Yeah, no, I you know I, I, mean? I would say if they've so, done it over and over, put them in jail. Uh, right, and if I had the ability to do that, I would, which because it would mean I have evidence that I don't have. But I'm saying while they're in jail, have. have compassion for them. Yeah, I think the jail has good compassion for. Well, actually, I have no idea. I'm talking out of my ass on that mineral rights. <laughs> uh, I was thinking maybe my own issues. Maybe I should read your DMB shirt. You know, as I accuse Marty, that just does remind me maybe yeah. to cut the tension. You want to read but, it? No, not particularly, but maybe later. Uh, But I am saying like uh, fucking, yeah, be compassionate, blah, blah, blah. I am being compassionate, dude. That's why I'm struggling. I've taken action. I can't tell if it's how much effect it's taken out, if at all. Uh, Maybe it's shaking it up. Maybe it hasn't. I also know that this is not a case of somebody going around murdering children or even doing anything that I know of at all. I want to be clear about that. I would be the first person. In fact, I I can't say that I haven't made phone calls. But, you know, it's a great situation. I would love somebody's perspective on this. Uh, Who knows what they're talking about, especially. Uh, It's, you know, it's a weird thing. I don't know what they do with this. Uh, I guess you could write letters or whatever. But then it's a question. I actually think that's pretty nuanced tactically as well. There's a reason Rust drops it after he does his first shakeup. It's like you do too much. You let the people know that they're being tracked and then something happens that sometimes lets people get away with stuff. But then in the meantime, you're just drunk in Alaska, like trying to figure out your plan, you know, like until you remember that reality exists. Yeah. Uh, and I do believe in God and I think he, he, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. So we jumped ahead of these clips a little bit, but uh, I think that they're worth playing. So let's go back and just yeah, knock yeah, them yeah, out. Yeah. Um, I mean, this this one it's it's not like uh, anyone saying anything necessarily that are like as big of a line as like uh, I'm not going to look away not anymore. I'm not going to reply. Oh yeah, all I wanted to say was Russ turns uh-huh. viewing very active when he's in Tuttle's mansion. He's only eyes because he's like ninjutsu. Nice. So yeah, he's like yeah, only yeah. eyes, and he turns into like three sets of eyes, and then he's like literally prying open the cell within the cell. And so it's like, because as you were describing, seeing, it's, it is a courageous act. But it's like, I like that Marty also, it's not just that he saw, it's that he knew that he was being compelled to maybe risk his own life. Like, and, I, and he didn't, you know, unlike Rust, interestingly, he didn't succumb to the temptation to lie to Maggie, although Rust didn't in this episode, unless he was also lying to himself. But, you know, she wanted to hear the easy truth or, you know, the easy falsehood that he would be safe. Uh, And it's so, you know, I think Marty comes around, you know, maybe not as far as he could have, but it's... I was really bothered that he didn't know what was going on with his kids. Yeah, exactly. I I like that the show is realistic about that. And I like that the girlfriend... really? You're such a piece of shit. You don't even know what fucking city she lives in. Well, dude, I have a question. If you want to fast forward, what do you think of Marty's life in general? Like with the match.com babes, with, you know, the TV dinners, the Westerns, the, the the better call Saul, you know, kind of locale. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, not an ideal life, but it's one that I could live. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was like, honestly, he's got, I paused it. He had six matches on match. 
You know, yeah, I was like, he's yeah. doing all right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm like, uh, TV doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, driving a Cadillac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It suits look good. Yeah, I know? think it's used. You know, it's not a new Pro- model. It's a certified pre-owned. Yeah, probably. definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like hard to tell if his life's depressing or not. It, but then it's like you should be in contact with your family. They love you. I think it's... Uh, but I think it's great that thinking uh, he might die, he realized that. Pale shadow of the life that he could lead if he had a you know fulfilling connection with his children. Yeah, I agree with that. That's interesting. Well, and then it's like, uh, I, I've, it's just one line, but you know, the daughter's obviously got some issues. Uh, and it's good that she's being creative too. Yeah, and I mean, you know, whatever. You knew that from Of course, how could she not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's interesting that she mentioned the boyfriend and being like, he basically makes her takes her meds. Like, make sure she takes her meds. Because, you know, I don't know. It's like, the whole show is like, dude, like, dudes are trying to control fragile women and like all this stuff. But, you know, of course, it's more complicated than that. But that seems to me just like, as wholesome as this show gets of just like, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just like, ah, that's better than it could have been. She's trying. She met someone good. Yeah, he he like, keeps up with the schedule. We have no evidence he's a bad guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'd say strong. You know, I trust her judge of character. She's smiling broadly. in the one picture, you know? She so, I, but I mean, like, Maggie's. Oh, Maggie's, Maggie's new judge man? of character. No, Maggie no, no, no. Is I trust Maggie's judge of character about the boyfriend. Oh, I agree. She says yeah, that yeah, he's yeah, good, yeah. Fully. So I believe her. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Exactly. That's strike three in terms of him being an all right dude. Yeah. So that's nice. Um, you know, she went through it though on the way. But yeah, I, I don't think that uh, this clip has anything like the virtualized. It's more just that, like it's fucking cool and it sounds good. I decided it all had to be a dream anyways. And I don't. This yes! is talking to the. Uh, we got to pause it, dude. Yeah, the uh, the uh, <laughs> uh, alumni of Respect. what was it? Light of the Word or whatever. Son of flock. Light. The uh, flock is in there. Shepherd's flock. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. He says it like very sassily. He's several like, times. Shepherd's flock. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Dude, I don't want. I'm just gonna say it right off the bat. I have no idea how not to miss. I don't want to misgender this person portraying it's johnny not Jr. clear to me what uh the preferences on gender are he's i mean this person is johnny joni dude I'm, it's johnny joni yeah yeah I that's, don't mean that's what i'm saying i, yeah. I want to be clear my use of the word it is like the general it like, seems to me like uh, johnny joni is attempting to occupy a middle space with the stash <laughs> yeah. looking so cool dude yeah. like first of all i love the scene just like i've watched it so many times now johnny joni just walks in like, this is a whole, I would watch a whole show about this bar. And I'm not, like, like my wife has watched a good amount of RuPaul Drag Race. I don't re- usually stick around for that. Uh, you know, nothing against it. I RuPaul, I remember the spring break days. Uh, but Johnny Joni comes in, gets checked out by some, like, rando guy. And then, like, comes up to, a, a you know, other Johnny, you know, her... her yeah counterparts uh-huh. uh, at the bar and like does like a kiss hug to one of them uh-huh. but then walks away and then the person you know that she kissed hugged like hisses at her or like hisses you know she's like <sighs> like she clearly has I, i'm so i don't know maybe not she is so hard that's like what's cool 
I don't know. It's, I don't want to speak on the transgender experience, but it's like, it's as, it's as other people have written about, you know, gender as a liminal zone through that lens. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Johnny Joni has, you know, been liminal with respect to who he is and in, in, you know, particular with respect to his sex, his or her. Now I'm saying his, cause he was a boy at the time I'm talking about, uh, more Johnny than Joni, I guess, like, uh, at the school, you yeah. know what I mean? And he's been confused ever since. And that's when he decided that he's confused basically. Uh, but I think that's like kind of the way everybody, it's like the worst way you can go through deciding how reality works. Like in some ways, you know, uh, and it's like, he got arrested by cops in New Orleans. That's no good. Or she, uh, or they, uh, anyway, I just like the hissing. I think it's great. I know we've only played one second of it, but I just think setting it's, it made me laugh. Like it was like, that's a, that's a, that's a whole person that she just embraced on her way to talk to Russ. Yeah. And just, uh, that's I a mean, whole relationship they have. Yeah. The, the entire scene, uh, just, you know, they're in it for a minute of the show. Yeah. And it's, such a fully fleshed out cat like you can imagine some like it just does such a good job of suggesting the wider world that this character is living in it's awesome yeah. uh it's just really really good storytelling now that i'm thinking oh, yeah. I it all. sorry you can go ahead I I, well now that i'm picturing it again it's like kind of the way they do johnny joni's hair and with the the stash which just you know style alone is worth including mm -hmm. it literally is rust like Johnny yeah, Johnny yeah, looks like Russ yeah. and he's like smoking and shit, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, pretty tight. Yeah, no, it, it definitely struck me that like, there's the, like the he's rusting out on smoke rust, stacks of you know? fucking And he's uh, just like pontificating and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I said it all had to be a dream anyways. And I don't remember if it... we'd go to sleep. Only sometimes I didn't feel like I was asleep. I felt like I was still awake, but I must have been asleep because I couldn't move. Just sort of see under my eyelids. And what? I don't know. There were men taking pictures. Sometimes other things. Who were they? I don't know. They had animal faces. That's why I decided it had to be a dream. They had animal faces. Well, it had to be a dream. Any other kids see that? One girl. I don't remember her name. She first started talking about it. She's seen it too, the faces. I do not remember her name. Or Yvonne, no. <laughs> Maybe. You ever see any of these men's faces? Once, they didn't all have animal faces. Three younger men. I don't remember them. Just one. He had bad scars all around his mouth, like the bottom half got all burned up. And you know what? I thought that man, it was a dream, too. No, I don't think it was a dream. So what a, what a scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the, the whole, that's, dude, that reminded me of, do you remember that? It's like a, almost like an interstitial scene from an earlier 
episode where Marty's asleep and his daughters pry open his eyelid and they like wake up. Mm-hmm. That like came to mind, you know, hearing about like, I can't see under my eyelids. Mm. Like it's all a dream. I can't move. Like that Marty has few chances to move. His like brain doesn't let him realize things very often. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, I'm glad that, you know, he did, I, I guess like everybody, he basically had to be shown videotape evidence, I guess. But there's the option to look away. I mean, like you said. Like Thomas in the Bible, you know. I don't actually. I'm not, I can't like, act. you know. I. If only we had a religion major here we could talk to about it. I, I'm not a biblical scholar though. I read it, but, you know. I Just, fo- uh, he asked to see the stigmata. Oh, for real? Is that why they call him Doubting Thomas? Yeah. Interesting. I, I know mean, that you know, expression. Uh, as a child, I would certainly perk up when they were describing what Thomas did. Really? Because it's my name. Oh, makes sense. I thought because you're a doubter. No. Oh, okay. I just, the ba- very basic human, the Dale Carnegie. Absolutely. The word you like most in the English language is your own name. Definitely. I'm like, tell me more about what Thomas did. Yeah. Oh, he's the one known for being the fuck boy? Like, mm. I don't like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. No, um, <laughs> uh, I think they're saying it's uh, Reggie and DeWall that are the other two guys at with them. At least, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, it, it's basically, at this point, the, everything's kind of been explained. You know what I mean? Like all that's left is the confrontation for episode eight. Can we go? Can we go over it then? Yeah, definitely. Of course. So I got... drew a diagram of the the wall. I think it's a, like I think it kind of we. The, I'll listen to what you're one saying. One in the storage shed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, just to, if I could just walk through it and you explain to me whether I'm right or wrong, I'd appreciate it. I'll try my best. I mean, yeah. So you've got Sam Tuttle. Uh, oh, on that side, like. On the the broad side, where yeah, 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 I know the wall you're describing. I didn't draw that one. No, I, I, I I'm not oh, describing okay, no, the wall. Right. I'm yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to. Well, do they go as far back as like the they're show. pirates? It's like pirates landed in the voodoo and Santeria area that also had career to Mardi Gras. Yeah, and I mean the uh, last slavery. line of the show is my family's been here for a long time. Exactly, dude. And he's like, well, we can talk about that last scene all day, man. What a fucking shot man how much of that you think they they had to have built all of that i bet that was in the script i wonder built all of that i want i mean it wouldn't the be that hard to build cemetery yeah i also just think it's not that for hard an hbo to show find a uh cemetery right. but it's so perfect with the fork in the road you. and the one grave on one side and the group of graves on the other i mean obviously the spiral in between them they added but like the two it forks between the two and it's like all these graves, death, you know, and then it's like go through the spiral and it becomes Jesus, like one cross on one grave, you know, like emphasis Jesus to me, like something new, like chaos, you know, went through the chaos, told the story through the end of it. And it's like, it's up to you what kind of story you tell. I feel like that's one way to kind of look at it. And then it's like, and then they do the cool pan to the river and then the boat yeah. emerges. And to me, it's like, underneath it like then it's like okay but what's underneath it all and then it's like it's now two guys in a locked room together you know like bounded by their knowledge that there are alligators in the water and they're, you gonna, think that they're that like was, figuring out what to do uh, about it. it's not well, the same boat yeah okay okay no okay. 
Thank but you. it's like it, I was pretty sure it wasn't. It's like they had to pay money to get the boat in the shot. Like you know, I mean, somebody was like, "We need the boat." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I think it's on purpose. Uh, I agree with that. And I think it's like this is you know. It's I'm built, not certain of the purpose. Now yet. it's like Marty and Rust are in each other's locked rooms more. They're letting each other in more. That's what I took from it. Like there's more. You know, they also have Gracie on the boat. There's also like last episode and this episode tons of like fish imagery. And I think it's like they're kind of like fishermen using like this, like, it's like, it reminds me of Ringu, like the videotape. Also in one of those Yellow King stories, it's about a play that makes people go crazy, which is like, this seems like that too. You know what I mean? And it's like, are, are, are we being fished as a It's not making too? Russ go crazy, but it's making he, the Russ rest of the world. Russ has been crazy though. You it, know? It's making the world perceive him as crazy. Well, he's I mean, like he said, like, you know, I've got it here and we can play it, but uh, the fucking, you know, uh, I thought I was crazy, but then it resolves in that he is not. Well, he, yeah, well, yeah, I definitely think the way you're saying it, yeah. Like, he's being deferential to the idea that, like, uh, he's losing his grasp on reality, but there's yeah, no yeah. further confirmation that he is. Like, the, the show is, no, in fact, like, like at several points and pushing it back time. to that <clears throat> Rust is correct. It's not like the point of the... It's not like right, the right. perspective of the show is that this is a guy who has no idea what's going on. It's that this is a guy who knows exactly right. what he's talking about and has correctly picked out the Tuttle thing. So I was reading about some of the, like, weird fiction elements, and they some of those people were positing, like... And I think it makes sense when you think about it, like, uh, you obviously this is true from a storytelling perspective. Like these are created characters that were arranged in a plot, uh, that is literally kind of like a circular spiral, but it's like the way you put it, like at several points, he gets enough to know that he no doesn't know at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so he just has to keep going down the spiral. It, and I, it almost reminds me of like what we were talking about, like seeing, you know, he becomes all eyes. Like it's established. He's more sensitive and maybe it's, I don't know. It's like, you can be grateful for being sensitive or you can feel afflicted and it's easy to feel both. It's easy to feel both at the same time sometimes, but it, it, it calls to mind your question about debts, man. It's like, does that somehow the fact that you see an experience, you know, just see these patterns that are so clear to you, what does that do to you? You know, like what debt do you owe to people who not only don't want to hear it, but like punish you for saying it, you know, uh, threaten you for saying it. It's a, it's, that's what a question, man. That's all I got. I don't have the answer. Yeah. Yeah. No, me neither. <laughs> um, yeah. So can I, can I go through the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing? So you got Sam Tuttle. Right. Who's um, he? The father of, uh, Billy Lee. And, okay. Who's Billy Lee? Uh, yeah, he's a character in the show. What do you want from me? That's the minister Russ went to. Yeah, I think you don't this remember? Is a useful refresher for the audience. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I generally, you know, I think I know what you're talking about, but you got Sam. Tuttle. Now that we've gotten these two out of the way, I can, you know, those are the big ones. And I, There's a lot I, of totals. I certainly want to uh, to play uh, the clip of Dolores, but she she's establishing. Um, you know, you, mm. you get from her that they're in, they're interested in like, are there other branches to this family? And she's like, yeah, a ton. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, he was a yeah. I, I, I would wonder if he had some kind of, of shit. Did he have like a twisted like prima nocte, dude? How is he guaranteeing that he's taking the virginity of all of his victims? I mean, did they know that's the rule? Maybe like I don't. Because I don't they, think that we can answer that question. Well, they call in the earlier episode, like Reggie and them. Uh, 
I don't remember who had the journal, but she, or who was, I don't remember. No, no, no. The guy's cellmate, Charlie Lang, Dora, I guess. She said she was going to become a nun. You know, if you're like a nun of Carcosa, does that mean you have to be initiated and, you know, have your family? You know what I mean? Like, did that woman make her daughters go into Carcosa? That personality switch was so fucking wild, dude. Which one? The that divorce? lady, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we can play it when it's time. Yeah, so... I'm sorry. You got Sam Tuttle. Yeah. Uh, he fathers a number of different children. Right. Um, certainly appears that, like, abuse is going on within the family. Uh, it's the, you know, uh, the Errol is his grandson, is what the, is what one of, Yeah, says. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the it, one of Sam's... Not, not official, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know... His familial relation to Sam Tuttle is that Sam Tuttle is his grandfather. And we know that his father abuses him and that's how he gets the scars. So that to me says that any family that like tolerates that, there's probably other similar things going on. Sure. And you would just think that about people who behave this way in general. Like it's not because they were treated well. Yeah, I think this episode calls to the question too, though. Like uh, I agree with you fully, definitely. And these guys are twisted, man. Uh, but I think there's also, it's, it doesn't leave it very clear, but it, it basically to me gets a, like, uh, you know, they go and visit that other Ledoux dude who checks out as like their version of squeaky clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, he makes that comment about, says they weren't white enough to be white trash, you know, which is like, that's sliding into a pretty, you know, the hierarchy that we've described already. Kind of sounds uh, like his dad part of had it. some uncomfortable views on race. Well, I feel like that's how higher that's that's how racial hierarchies. That's why they're so pernicious because it's like that's why I think the good old boy comment it doesn't justify anything and it doesn't mean everybody's suffering equally. Uh, the system is poisonous for everybody though, but be. It, when it's exploitative like that, especially it becomes a matter of like identity where you see yourself self-esteem to be like, at least I'm not like those people. And so it's not like Jimmy Ledoux. Yes. He's married to a teacher. He's fully employed. He coaches a football team. That's good. That's a good life. I don't mean to suggest that it's bad, Uh, but he clearly still feels the need to make clear that, he may share a name, but nothing else with the, those the deuce, you I mean, know, why wouldn't you, I get it. Well, especially given their character, you know, and his yeah. personal experience with them, but I'm yeah, saying I think that's more what he's but recoiling he's, at, but that line sounds to me, he, I mean, it's literally like, it sounds a like his dad was his worried about class things in a way that he's kind of more like just the fucking creepy guy that was asking about the fucking well, other he, 12 year old girls. Yeah, he gets, I'm saying, I don't want, he does get to that, but I'm saying that particular line with respect to like the, the hierarchy that these guys are in, that's all I'm saying is like, yeah. that's a nasty line. And I feel like it also gets at the, but just, there's, def, there's a definite reason. It's, it's a notable part of the line that he's not saying it himself. He's quoting his father. Right. But that's he's saying I'm it, dude. Out. I mean, if I was like, well, fucking, I mean, I'm, I was about to be absurd and be like, if I quoted Hitler, would you be like, that's cool? Uh, it's okay. Prob- it probably depends on the larger context. Do my um, ears hurting? So you got the the tuttles. Uh, well, hold on. Let me finish this point. Just I just uh, just real quick. I'm just saying. I'm sorry, but I I won't do this again. Go ahead. I'm just saying. I think there's a parallel in the Tuttle family tree where there's the official vaulted 
very rich people who live literally, it's almost futile. They live in castles. Uh, and they are in charge. There's a senator in that family tree. There's a sprawl. No one can even tell how powerful they are. And they're so powerful that they can pretend that what they do doesn't have the consequences it does. And they can pretend that at like the literal biological consequences, AKA their ill quote unquote, you know, illegitimate children don't exist or aren't part of their family to the point that that trickles down even within their illegitimate family, their illegitimate family is disowning other more subterranean branches of their family, you know, and they're using the, the larger society's hierarchy to do it. So I think it's like, it makes sense if that dude, the children's father grew up thinking like, you know, my own father, Sam Tuttle, is the king in the castle and he doesn't think I'm his son or won't acknowledge, you know what I mean? Like everyone says I'm not even white, you know, which we know what that means as the, you know, every episode of the show has reminded us. Uh, and then it's like, who is he in control of his own son? What does he do with him? All we know is he, you know, I think one potent thing that the show has done with its mask metaphor is show how in many ways our, our personalities, our personas, what we think of as ourselves, maybe even our consciousness are themselves masks for what's underneath that lattice work. And it's like, in many ways, that's just describing how we've responded to, you know, the jump into existence. Like it's a, it's a hurtful traumatic world. And there's another way of saying that's just what personality is. You know what I mean? And so I think he's like, his experience is he's like the refuse of just the worst acts, you know, imaginable. And as a result, you know, whereas Rust is all eyes, that he's like all just this voracious, like himself in abyss, like he's like, and he's a mouth, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, uh, he's just like the, the darkest, most like Lovecraftian, otherworldly, just like all consuming appetite of death that we all do face eventually. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's like, we're all putting it off in one way or another. Uh, but I think that it really does use like the larger hierarchy to, I guess they underscore each other. Anyway, thank you for letting me conclude that. I'll be quiet now. You don't have to be quiet. Well, I mean, I say that all the time. You know what I mean by that? Uh, uh, yeah, I thought that was great. Thank I, you. That was amazing. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I'm glad, glad you, glad, proud to be on record next to that. You I know? think, I love the show so much, man. I, I think too. we could watch, we, I was thinking this, I was like, we could watch it, we could run it back the way Kanye and Jay-Z did, you know, the watch just the Just do eight tour. more episodes? Yeah, just watch them again. Maybe. Four hour episodes each time. Not ruling it new out. New thoughts, new clips. Same um, clips. So, uh, Sam Tuttle, he's got this thing established by Dolores. Uh, you want to just play the Dolores clip? We've been talking about it like 20 times. I'd love to. But I'd, I've I've got things to say about Sam. So, um, Oh, we should yeah, finish uh, that, Sam dude. Tuttle have uh, kids outside. His... No, we are finishing it. Let's just take want... the long way, though. Let's like really flesh it out. Let's yeah, just... yeah, that's fine with me. We both need to remember that we're staying on this journey and not lose the thread at any point, but it's a bit of an advanced move. I think we can pull it off now. What if I just, you know, I'm here for the ride, man. Let's go. You know about? <laughs> Don't you know? Here, I'm going to back that up, make sure we got all of it in there. Yeah. Make it easy to understand. 
Did uh, Sam Tuttle have uh, kids outside his marriage that you know about? <laughs> Don't you know it? <laughs> now, people kept their own back then. I mean, a, a man's house was his own. Mr. Sam, he had lots of children, all types. He didn't like a woman. See, once she had it done to her, he didn't like him but that one time. Not after that. Yeah. With all these kids running around, you remember one that maybe had scars all across the bottom of his face? All right, real, not quick. I'm going to pause it there and we can get back to it in a second. Mm-hmm. That thing that she's describing... I like as I was watching it. I I recall the specific incident in my life where I I did not personally witness all of these things, but I, you know some were secondhand, some were firsthand. But I was recalling a time where I I saw like you know there was a woman uh, who you know just seemed to me like a friendly person who was interested in the general group, right? Like, uh, just like, you know, seem to think that we all like had a cool thing going on. I really don't want to be specific here because I don't want to reveal the identities in any of these people. Mission accomplished. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, and you know, just, but just like the whole, uh, you know, vibe of everything seemed, uh, uh, like a positive thing to her. And, you know, it was just kind of like trying to fit into the group and see, see how she like, you know, what, what spot that she was in and, ended up uh ha- like there was a guy who was you know like being kind towards her like was you know um appearing supportive in these efforts right of like of course we'll let you into the group like you know it's good and uh they had okay. they had sex and then like uh, Wait, what <laughs> hold on that didn't go where i, I thought. can't i can't okay. like I, again I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be more specific than this i don't want to reveal the identities of any of these people i have to respect it um and i mean just like yeah i don't know just like it if you're like a, a lady and like there's a group of people that are like interesting and like you want to get integrated to the friend group one of the questions i think that you're asking yourself somewhat is like is there a mate somewhere in here and like then you can human, fit into like their, their friends doesn't you have know. to be a lady huh doesn't have to be a lady sure um yeah. just you know in this case it is uh sure 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 but so cool group uh, of guys you're like hmm yeah, like, you know... A little Snow White situation. There's plenty of situations. I mean, it's not like the only people, but whatever. Um, right. It, it's just like a common social setup is like, uh, you know, that you... If you are a guy or a girl that you like, uh, you know, get a new guy or a girlfriend. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, then then just like become friends with their friends, right? Yes, um, the tale. And so, like, uh, you know, it's a normal enough thing. And, like, it's, it's it, but yeah, so I I think that she's kind of, like, thinking that that would all make sense for her, you know? Like, she can kind of, like, couple sure. up with this guy, and then she's in this group she wants to be in. It's a good situation. Many, many times, it's a beautiful story. And he's sending all of the signals that, like, yeah, totally, we'll do that. We can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, uh, they have sex. And, uh, yeah, oh boy. he's just, he's immediately cold. And like, I, this was a part that I did not personally witness, but like, you know, I talked to a close friend who did witness it. So I have no doubt about the veracity, mm-hmm. uh, that like at a point he directly said, like, why would I be interested? We've already had sex. Ooh. And 
I like of all the things in my life, it's got to be in like the top 100 of like heartbreaking, heartbreaking moments I've ever considered. Like it just how fucking awful she must have felt. It's all like that's 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 a kind of emotional abuse that I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm not even sure I can even really begin to fathom it. Like it's it's so cruel. Uh, and that's seems to be certainly what they're describing here, right? It's like someone who's serially going around, like not maybe even like uh, not even doing the sort of like uh, we're going to, like like uh, certainly I I would bet that Sam Tuttle was I mean she seems oh, to be Sam saying Tuttle. it yeah, yeah, that yeah. Uh, he's uh, nicer to them before than after. I think that's a common feature. He doesn't um, even talk to you after. Yeah, yeah. And then it's here's a question: who who assaulted Reggie, Errol, and Duwall? Probably multiple people, but did Sam Tuttle? You know what I mean? Fuck, maybe. Does that play into the like look at me, or was it just obviously something's going on with the dad? You know, in between. Yeah. No way that. But what what do you think drives someone to be like Sam or the person in my example? Like, I don't know. I, well, I, obviously, I example, can observe it. To th- I think to, we can connect them to Sam. Sorry, I'm I'm in, I'm interrupting you. Go ahead. Well, I just I th- just final bit of establishing evidence about like why I'm asking this question, you. you know, or like a, a bit of context. Like, I can observe that this is a common enough feature in the world, right? Um, there's, there's plenty of people like this, the but, guy who's, who made the, yeah, or about, Sam or just people who fucking use women. And then like upon, uh, you know, like completion to just like, uh, want nothing to do with them. Um, right. and like, you know, so I'm not like so naive that I can't tell that this exists. And I don't think it makes me a good person, like necessarily that I'm like that. Like, I think that everyone just kind of has their own way, but like, that's definitely like I I am looking for like out of most uh you know like encounters with the opposite sex like personal validation like you know like I I and, and like on the, that like demands an ongoing part of it right like the, I I want the person to continue to tell me that like they think that I'm good and worthy what? of belonging to this society wait from who in a sexual relationship yeah like. If you're willing to have sex with someone, that says something about your judgment. Doesn't about that them. kind of tell you a lot of what you need to know? Hold on. I'm getting... T- I understand the... I mean, bar- if they stopped having sex with you, they would remove their judgment. Well, people stop having sex for many reasons. You got to give people the option to stop having sex with you. I... Yet... <sighs> I mean, I know you personally I don't are not think this the guy. statement I was making is yes, that I'm unwilling to let people... I know you're building up to the point me. of the, this guy shouldn't have said that, and I want to agree with that. I do agree with that. Uh... But I, I'm just saying, what you were just saying about personal validation, I think, is worth exploring if, if you're interested. Like, I don't mean to derail anything. I just mean it's like there are other things to, you know, add on the pros list of, uh, you know, a romantic interaction or even a sexual one. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't think that I was making the point that there's only one good thing. Okay. I'm just. It seems to me like that. What what I'm describing is a construct wherein it seems like Sam is trying to get one thing in particular, right? Like he's trying to like fucking eat up the goodness inside a person, and then uh, I think that's what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he thinks of it in terms of I want to eat up the goodness, or if because I think he's like the he epitomizes like he's servicing his own darkest needs, you know, in the you know this horrible way. Does he think he's good? Does he think, or does he think he's beyond good and evil? I mean, the closest descendant we observe is Billy, who does seem to think that he is good. Although I wouldn't, I think it would be a mistake to assume that he's exactly like Sam, but 
and why you know, got that videotape? He certainly, that's the good. senator thinks that he's. You why know, is the girl crying if it's good? You know, that's why that clip well, is so. You chilling, don't have to I convince think. me that they're not. I good. know, but I think that's why that particular clip. It's like no matter what you thought in your Bible library, reading whatever. You know what I mean? Or even, you know. I don't know. I don't want to excuse the people who took the photographs, but I there's got to be a difference. children often cry at baptism, you know? I guess that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that, but Jesus Christ. It's not the same thing, chilling. and I'm not trying to say yeah. that it is. Um, but, uh, well, I think, dude, to bring it, well, maybe to lighten it up a little bit, I think one but of I, the... I'm just saying, like, I want to yeah, finish the point. Yeah, I don't want to finish point. it. Yeah, of um, course, yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, like, I, I, what I'm saying is, uh, or I don't want to finish the point. I want to, there's the question I'm asking that I'm I want to have a discussion. I, we don't want to let this guy off the hook, dude. He should not have said... He, that's worse than caring about personal validation. I mean, personal validation is important. I don't want to fucking turn it turn it down too much on that. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, uh, I'm, I'm establishing this construct where, like, you know, the, uh, like, and yes, of course, you are right. There's multiple reasons why anyone has sex yeah, with yeah, anyone I, else. But I think we're on if, the same page. If we had to, uh, with Sam, ascribe one, and then with me, ascribe one, I, I would say that upon oh. reflection, the thing that I am looking for most is for the person, like, that, that it's a signal of, like, of how much they're willing to be, like, accepting of you and who you are, right? Like, there's a list of people that you be, and I understand this is not how it works. And like, in fact, there are lots of times that people uh, have sex with each other without fully respecting the person. No, I don't want to endorse that. There's, there is a way in which you can have that sort of communion where it's like clear (coughs) enough that it is like a full acceptance of the other person's character and person. Um, and like, well, that's just sort of, that's, I, that's what I'm looking for out of it. Saying. Yeah. Okay. And so fucking like, uh, the, you know, like coming from that perspective, I, I can observe that there are plenty of other people who don't have that approach. And in fact, have the approach of the person I described in the, in my past and Sam Tuttle. And, uh, so I, I can see that it happens, but I don't understand the mechanics and I'm interested in what your explanation of oh, okay. like how someone becomes that way. Well, I was going to say, what do you see as the commonality between Sam, you know, being the head of a murderous family tree of pirate, child, rapist, cults, government leaders, and then the guy treating your, you know, the person you knew very poorly after they had sex? I think it's a very direct parallel, dude, as I, as you were sitting here describing it, man. It's like the, 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 I, I can't say that the guy having sex with a person in a social group of adults, you know, without knowing any details is itself wrong. Unless he knew that he was going to do this all along, then you got to stop doing it. That's what I was saying. I would hope. I mean, he was a piece of shit. It's entirely fucking conceivable. See, I don't know the guy. Yeah, I was well aware of that. Going to say it's possible he only did it that one time and then fell bad and never did it again. I, without like direct evidence, I'm ready to guarantee you that it's not just once. He's a giant piece of shit. Then, yeah, I'm not here to dispute that. Uh, then I think definitely if, if you have, you know, I have to think that there's like an inkling for everybody, including the Sam Tuttles. I mean, maybe it's just hard for me to imagine. I do think, okay, so here's a, maybe this is like a dark thought. Maybe this is what they're getting out with the Sam Tuttles. Because I was going to say, I have to imagine that everybody feels like an inkling of like, uh, I shouldn't do this. To me, the crying girl is just like, like you said, especially as a parent, but I don't, I would hope you don't need to be one, but all those guys I assume would be, they're not, you know, you're not getting to be the yellow King or one of his boys 
if you're not like an established member of society, which means here as well as almost everywhere else, you have a family. You know what I mean? So it's like, then there's this crying girl who's Marie Fontenot. now. We know. So we know her whole background. It's like, this is just your daughter with less money. You know what I mean? Or like, potentially, you know, whatever, plug it yeah. in. You shouldn't have to like, as a father, I know the feminists don't like that. But the fact is, uh, it affects you much differently if you're used to hearing it. And again, I think you're right. It was just such a fucking bone-chilling moment for that reason of like, I almost like expected a guy in the video to be like, all right, chill. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we I, don't want to do this. Exactly. Like, yeah. I know that doesn't ever happen. But it's like, it's just like, I don't know. But it's like, you know, you can't imagine yourself letting something get to that point. But then you look at those pictures of career to Mardi Gras, dude. And it's like, you telling me none of those girls got raped? Okay. You're saying the real picture is not the yeah, ones in the dude. show? That shit has obviously been around for a hundred years, including like chasing children down and beating them. And like, I'm just saying, dude, the, the boys get worked up. You know what I mean? They're drunk, riding around on trucks. Like you've seen Dazed and Confused. You know, that showed like a, a much more anodyne kind of vibe. But even then, they got it like the senior boys, you know, putting the freshman yeah, girls I've, through I've it. Yeah, I've seen that. You're telling me that never gets out of hand? Uh, like, I'll tell you that it does. Uh, I've, I never saw any fucking like uh, rapes or anything. But uh, well, even when I played that, football, the, okay, you got to let yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, uh, my fault, man. Uh, like if it was your birthday. Is that what he, they were doing for him? Was it his birthday? I don't fully understand the reference. Uh, the guys, and Confused? The kid with the long hair and Days and Confused, they're chasing around with the paddle. Why are they chasing with the paddle? Is it because it's his birthday? No, they're they're enacting an annual tradition where the ascending seniors, I think, chase down the ascending ninth graders. All of as, them? As they graduate. Well, it's open season throughout the town. Mm -hmm. The eighth graders can't drive. The mm -hmm. 12th graders can and so they just chase them down so they make efforts like ben affleck i think is like he's the worst because he uh rumor has it purposely got left behind so he could do it twice he takes it way too seriously he's a dickhead ben affleck is in the movie Days and confused yeah 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 definitely he's the dickhead guy i've seen it before you remember they throw paint on the <laughs> it's guy it's been a while <laughs> Do you remember they throw paint on the guy? No. Bro, we should watch Days and Confused for this podcast. I don't remember liking it. Oh, I love it. Dude, I watched uh, the other one, Everybody Wants Some, uh, like a week or two ago. Yeah. You watched that one? No. They're on the baseball team. You might like I it. I mean, why, upon watching one movie I didn't like, whenever Severin says, it's just like that, would I watch the It's not just movie? like that. It's They're both great, in my opinion. But one summer, I stayed over at my friend's house, like, probably three nights a week. He lived down the street from me. And we watched basically every night the movies Scream, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and uh, what were we just... Oh, Days and Confused. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so uh, if it was your birthday, like you were going to get... Like someone was going to fuck it. They were going to spank you, you know? Like... Uh, Dude, my high school had whatever, that. It like was the called Freshman Friday. Yeah. I got on, taped on the, up. <sighs> yeah. My girlfriend was very embarrassed. She made me take the tape off. I was like, I'm going to get beat up more. I was very conflicted. But, uh, you know, I did get, I had to, I, it was like somebody put duct tape around my pants and they were like, that's your belt, freshman. And then, my, you know, I looked dumb. 
Yeah, she was probably right. Like, who cares how much <laughs> you're going to get beat up? She Don't was be right. a fucking... Yeah. Don't but, submit. to be honest, I broke up with her shortly afterwards in a way that was not nice, but I never did it again. And that's what I was thinking about hmm. when I brought up that possibility. But I'm willing to acknowledge that you're, it doesn't apply here. Yeah, he wasn't like 12. Yeah. Or whatever. Right, right, definitely. Um, I'm just saying, the culture lives on. Dazing and Fuse kind of gets at the rape. It's not rapey elements. Like the, the, I love that movie, but... It's dominance and submission. Well, the, definitely. And like the, the women in the movie, like kind of call it out to some degree. It's a cl- I, I can't believe you don't like the movie, man. Have you seen Waking Life or uh, Scanner Darkly? You've seen like Boyhood and shit. I haven't seen that. I have seen Boyhood. Boyhood's good. I haven't seen that or the other one before sunrise uh yeah no i haven't seen the smart people ones i do yeah, want, yeah. i own boyhood i'm gonna watch it it's good it's in the the small binder anyway the small binder yeah i think okay. i'm pretty sure moved up priority binder uh, um, dude. but yeah no i'm 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 still interested in what what about like how does one arrive at the sort of person that wants to use up others like not generally, like this this specific behavior of like I'm looking to fuck everyone, but only once. Well, that's Buck, dude. I mean, that's like a. In many ways, though, okay. I don't know your your scenario you described. Well, let's so. just talk about Sam Tuttle. Well, I know, but I'm saying I'm trying to make it more relatable because that's so insane. It's like hard to be like my thing is any woman in my orbit, everyone gets that uh, I take her virginity and then I don't talk to her again. It like produces whole families I don't talk to, like or you know what I mean. Like except I do, maybe you know, no one can tell. Probably I get to abuse those children too, though. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just so fucking wild. So it's like, I think the commonality to draw is like, everybody is using somebody or something. And that's maybe the horror that we all have to confront as beings in debt for our existence. Is like, there are theorists. I have this great book. I can't remember the name of the author, but it's called, it's right on the shelf there. It's called, I think it's this one. Can love last, maybe? Stephen A. Mitchell? I think you're thinking of the supple leopard. <laughs> that gets at it, too, in one way. I think, you know, become a supple leopard, and the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, I think, it's, so this one, dude, it was funny to own the book called Can Love Last. My wife was like, so, you're reading that, huh? You know? <laughs> what if it was like, yes? It's an interesting book. I, I read another one around the time, but it was like, it was basically saying like uh, when you are fully ha- like fucking, you know what I mean? It's like you're basically trying to get a nut off at some point. Like you're, you're. I think it was that book. I don't want to miscredit it if it wasn't or whatever, but it's like they kept using the word ruthless. It really stood out to me. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, chill out. But it's like kind of makes a point. We all have a part in us. I do, I'm not ready to say we all have a part of us that wants to only fuck one woman once and then move on. That's a little wild to me, man. Even, I don't feel that part. Even R. Kelly didn't do that, but he was weirdly over-possessive. Yeah, know? he kind of went the other way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I think he's like a personification of like a... In some ways. It's, a, that, like it's felt like he kind of like, like would demote you yeah within the thing but still wasn't letting you go home fucked up guy is he in jail now 
I think he's in custody while this trial is going on. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it's, it sounds demented. It's wild for me. I'm I'm dizzy. This is like Michael Jackson for me, man. I bumped Mark Kelly in my day. Like sure, dude. It turns I've been out in a bar where a member of the party was like screaming because it was on. Yeah, I've never it wasn't experienced like a person I knew super that. well. It was a wild experience. My whole experience with like all R. Kelly discussion is this conversation, you know, similar ones with a few people, but not much. I just, when I, when I hear him, you know, on that Kanye album, the good morning album, you know, that one that like the compilation one, I think, you know, that R. R. Kelly song It's like to the world, you know, that one. no, Uh, anyway, I don't skip that one, but I don't put on an R. Kelly song right now i've hit pause but I, I you know i think it's still on streaming yeah for sure yeah i think i'm okay with that anyway Aaliyah's right. back on streaming everybody that's great what is Aaliyah? she was off yeah most of her albums Good she's back, I guess. Anyway, I think like this, this, the dude, R. Kelly was kind of Aaliyah's yellow king, man. Yeah, I'm uh, I watched the documentary. It's like, okay, so all of us come into existence and get traumatized some way, and that's dark. He is the worst example of that for every single one of his victims. And it only takes once to be the defining element of their lives, which in some way is our, our scars, which brings me to the fucking drawing of the wall that we took for the cover of our podcast. Mm-hmm. So what we took out, it it's it's goes yellow king on one side, scars in the middle, and then carcosa on the other side. Mm-hmm. And the scars are like slightly elevated. And then on that side, you, like the scars as you go down, you got the antler, the spaghetti man, Marie Fontenot, and then what I think is the Lake Charles crucifix victim. So to me, that's like the temporal, liminal, you know, traveling from the yellow king, creation, life, the sun, whatever. But also you're on your way to death in Carcosa. And it's like you're in the spiral. Maybe it's a circle. Maybe it's not. If it's if it is a circle, death is not the end. You know, as usual, a crazy person is telling the truth. Uh, And it's like, but, you know, it does kind of get at is it is that good or bad? Was that worth it? Was it okay, whoever is making us go through this, to put us through this? And, you know, Nick Pizzolatto seems to feel responsible for that question himself as a creator of the show. Uh, And the show, the weird fiction people were saying this, it seems like they get at the Lovecraftian aspect of, like, there's a, a hand outside our existence that is prodding us along, and we feel it at times, and that's when we experience, like, the uncanny or the eerie or whatever. And that's what, like, rust is, like, trying to drink away, but also, you know, finally trying to tie off. that Like, the one last debt is to, like, give yourself over to that fate, whatever it is. And it always turns out it's the monster, you know, whatever your own monster is. Uh, But it turns out that that's the path to experience, you know, to open yourself back up to love. You know what I mean? So it's like, Carcosa is not the end. You get back to the sun. You know, like in a way, or the light. Uh, But it's like, you know, obviously they play with both of those signs like throughout. So I think like the diagram is pretty cool with the scars in between. Like that's us. That's our persona. We are our scars. 
And it's like, it depends on how we look at them. And I think that's why they have the crucifix. Like, I think the spiral in Jesus is in all of them in one way or another. Oh, another thing I saw in, uh, about the spaghetti man, I didn't pick this up, but apparently that's like an occult figure. That's like a figure of rebirth in many of these fucking like pagan religions or what it's like the green man is like maybe that green night movie get, is about that i don't fucking know but you know the it's like the green man is the rebirth and you know this show has always been about like the darkness is in the jungle like the bright green you know are you gonna see green night i'll definitely watch it like when i can stream it yeah uh, you're gonna love you it. saw it yeah oh, i didn't know that i like pretty movies like that so i've seen people like per, you know compare it to the new blade runner it's definitely pretty but it's so much more than that well i'm glad it's to hear that great. the director's from dallas right david lowry i've never seen anything he's made oh, he's so made i'm looking forward stuff, to this Al. you're gonna like it i've always uh, like i've been you know is, uh, it's well regarded i'm aware dad of that. was a professor at the college i went to Oh, I didn't know that. And like any of the professors at the college, like it's a small college. Uh, right. it, like there's, there's a very, like it's kind I, I, maybe all colleges are like this, uh, but like professors were like minor celebrities. Sure. I like, get that. You know, like you knew their names and like people would talk about them a lot and like. Sure. Of uh, course. So yeah, like yeah. I, I never took any of his classes, but I was, I was keenly aware there was a Dr. Lowry on campus that was somewhat of a big deal. Okay. And then outside and of the fact that his son obviously well, his was son not directing Green Knight at that time, he's probably yeah, his son hadn't made anything yeah, yeah. whenever I was in college. Oh, that's pretty wild, man. Uh, like, I think, I think it's, I'm trying to remember. I know Ain't Them Body Saints is early. I think that that is first, but I, I lived in Dallas when that came out. So it's not that, you know, you were out of college, I would think. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. saying by the I time he started a out. film career of any note, he was... So I just, like, heard, like, you know, there's this guy, and I was like, oh, it's Dr. Lowry's son. And he physically resembles him a good bit. So, uh, He's you a know. shaved head guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that movie that fucking rolled. Like, as someone who's a fan of his stuff, I was, I was hopeful going in, but I didn't know it would be like that. It was great. I didn't buy any of the people saying it wasn't good. I heard people say that it wasn't people good. People said it wasn't good? I mean, I definitely what are they heard. Even doing? Well, when I say heard, it's like oh, yeah, people on my Twitter timeline or Maybe whatever. Maybe I'm easy to impress. Well, I was just—I know what I like, kind of, and I was like, "Trust me, dude, this vibe feels right." I don't think it's just marketing because it's not like I think I haven't seen most of those A24 movies. Like, I don't rush for that. But it's, yeah, I mean, I—I I didn't like see like it was uh, uh, our friend Jordan sent me a, a trailer of it, and I saw that, and then like. A month later, he and I it. were hanging out, and he was like, "Let's go see it." And I was nice. like, "Yes." That was the full. That was every. That was my entire media consumption related to. That's it. like so your ideal way to see something. That's how I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, what's yeah, up for sure. And I didn't yeah, yeah. even really remember the contours of the story from like King Arthur or whatever. I like to wait like two to ten years and then watch something five times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but There's I'm putting this one on accelerated, like when you know. Yeah. I'm getting more into streaming. Nice. I'm working. My Blu-rays are kind of getting. You know, I got some good stuff in there. I mean, surely you'll be able to buy it on Blu-ray at some point in the next couple months. Yeah, I'm not really buying Blu-rays as much these days. You know, that's what I'm saying. I'm getting. I started, dude, real quick. I started watching Avatar: The Last Airbender today. <laughs> yeah, I it's haven't had time to get around to that one yet. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just put it on because I wa I went on kids, you know, whatever, and I didn't want to put on Coco Melon. So that was the compromise that I offered and then accepted on behalf of my daughter. We, uh, That's an acceptable use of a power dynamic, a, in my opinion. I'm not 
a Which lot of people have? in my life are uh, fighting against Coco Melon. Um, <laughs> my my stance is that uh, all this shit is the same level to me. Like none Coco of Melon is as good as physical restraint for my child. So if we need her to be chill and transfixed, we can hit her with Coco Melon. That's like ketamine yeah, for yeah, her yeah. right now. So I'm worried if we overdo it, she she'll just be like, yeah, yeah, Coco Melon. I'm still gonna go pull the dog's tail or whatever. So, yeah, no, we're, we we kind of did emerge on the other side. For a second there, you could, what about Coco Melon to any kind of tantrum? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's awesome. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, we tried it today and it didn't work. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah, but that's how it goes, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you like, know. It doesn't work on me either. Doc McStuffins used to hold this place at times. It's something sure, else sure, she'll sure. get excited about. Sure. But there's a certain level of distress where like it doesn't matter, you know. I'll tell you, it's not true detectives because I watched the episode. I had the blue lights on. And the DVD menu was going hard as fuck. And it's didger, it's overdubbed didgeridoos, T-Bone said on the commentary. And it was super loud. And my daughter wandered in here and started crying. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, yeah, I felt bad. Yeah. I was just in the kitchen. But, but uh, so, uh, still, still want to uh, focus on this uh, Sam Tuttle and explain the family tree and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything that's going on. I feel like we've uh made good like good said, interesting progress way. but not uh yeah yeah not 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 down it not not by a long shot so um he's got all these kids that he's abusing them and you would presume that some of this is like ritual career to mardi gras per- abuse it's not like they have pictures and videos of him but they've got pictures and videos of his kids well and, it's marie fontenot that we know is being abused ritualistically so there's some element of plucking them you know from these vulnerable positions in the society they control i th- i it's unclear to me that their t- their own children are being blindfolded like that yeah I no thought, i, I, I don't killed. if i if if i said that i it was an error I, I oh, okay my to... fault well if i misinterpreted it, it was an error as well let's not do that too much yeah no i i think that yeah that they're they're ritually abusing people yeah that they're, yeah, yeah. they're plucking yeah people that they think that they can yeah um you know uh and so as far as once it gets past sam um I would say that based on the fact that now we're, it's all of this is a lot of gray area, but I'm just interested in, you know, there's certain things that I think are defined enough. And then if you agree on that, then I would say that we've uh, come to a consensus that these are the, the, the you know, um, hard bits of the narrative, you know, the, that aren't as fuzzy. Um, and so the fact that all these videos and pictures were found in Tuttle's home Seems to me to indicate, excuse me, that uh, he was participating in the abuse. Would you agree with that? Yes. And it also, they note that the pictures are old and the videotape is old enough. 15 years in 2012. Which seems to indicate, I think what they're trying to convey there is that at some point for him it stopped. Right. And Russ talks about uh, and so we we do know from Johnny, he describes in the same sequence of events, like the people making it so that Johnny thought that he was asleep and dreaming, like couldn't move. You would presume that Billy Lee Tuttle's involved in that, right? Because he's one yes. of Marie Fontenot's classmates. But he also did have the experience of Reggie Dewall and Errol. Yes. Uh, so it's not like that at that point in time that there's a marked delineation between the two groups. 
Like they're not the same thing because he's not like there was just a bunch of people around and some time like he's he's Johnny is saying that there was one time where there was these three guys just like Jimmy. it was just them. But they're still kind of like swimming in the same pool. Uh, you might presume, I mean, like the, the Wellspring program ends and that's the same time that we're saying that we have no more recorded instances of Billy Lee Tuttle doing this after this. And then Rust is saying that the, in the Wellspring program ends in like 90, 91, I think something around there. Um, and then we're talking about, I, I keep on saying 96, I think it's 95 when the, the shootout events are yeah, happening I think that's right. for Dora Lang. So whenever the Dora Lang thing happens in 95, oh, yeah. Tuttle shows back up um, right. because, as Russ said, that he he sees what's going, he recognizes what's going on, and so I think that what's happened is for whatever reason, I mean, like he, you know, the Wellspring program shut down. Um, I think that Billy Lee shut down that part of his life at that point as well, and there were other people who were like, "No, let's keep doing this." Dewall, Reggie, and Errol, and uh, that. Billy Lee, that's the point at which he's coming in and being like, uh, this could come back on me. These guys are being reckless. You know, they're leaving fucking bodies around. They're not in doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not doing it within this. Like, if you've got this structure, presumably they got something out of, uh, and I, the thing I would think that they're getting is safety and, you know, uh, shielded from being caught by having these schools, right? Of like they can know something about the families, they can well, know he which says ones. He has the parish contract. Yeah, you know, no. So they, somebody knows something about. The well, children, I'm saying Billy. Billy, I'm, I'm so, being, but yeah, here, I'm a, yeah. I'll let you finish. Yeah, yeah. Billy, <clears throat> what I'm saying about the schools is that the schools make it so that Billy Lee Tuttle or anyone else trying to do this predation in this organized way, yeah, can know the families and the kinds of families where people are going to say things like, ah, yeah, you know, she went off with the dad, mom was fine with it. You can figure For out sure. if you're teaching those kids in school, which families those are. Yes. Uh, that's a safe way that where you're less likely to get caught. And given the economic degradation, it, it's probably more likely to to occur and if you're doing the things outside of that like outside of that safety structure you're just fucking picking up dora lang and you know like because your fucking cellmate was going on about her that's more risky behavior and so yeah, that's what you, that's Billy full leaves. appetite like no order at all like well <laughs> kind of a weird crazy order but yeah. It, it it you know I don't want to get too far into the next episode but we'll see it it is chaos it's an it's the abyss like it's all of the worst parts of even Billy Lee Tuttle with all restraint removed and actually like nature appears to be for a time cooperative you know what I mean like by being like here's a spiral a hurricane go fucking feast like it's pretty it it. To me, gets at the like hostile nature of the universe. You remember, like time created death to grow the things it would kill. You yeah, know? Uh, it's like if that's really what's going on, what the fuck? And it's like it only takes the one thing, just like Tuttle, for us to be cast into this horrible fate. If that's how we, you know, it turns out, we feel about it or it is. But you know, death is not the end. If you know Carcosa, I suppose. What do you think? Is that the end, man? I don't know. Seems hard to it's know. An honest answer. 
Yeah, it's that's that's really about all I got on it. Yeah. There's other times in my life where I felt more, more certainty, but you know. I Me too, and I still feel certainty about the way I felt then, but I think I there's a deeper way of looking at it, you know. That I think the show's getting at. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I, I guess uh, of everything there, I'm, I am still interested. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. he asks him about why the Wellspring program ended. He says it couldn't sustain its costs, right? That is what he said. I think that's an interesting and maybe like a deeply faithful line about like what maybe it answers the question about whether death is not the end. Like Go if, on. If you worship, to me, like, I don't know, like we're all swimming in this water, so it's hard to d- disentangle yourself from like the broader aspects, but like, so to me, like the way, all of this is a distraction from death in one way. Like all of these efforts are control and like feeling good about yourself through the way that you control or are better than others or dominate them is like, it feeds your small S self, like your ego self, like your day to day, you know, if you elevate that, you know, pedestalize that to be like, serve these appetites you know, that I have and, and present them as good and control everyone around me as much as possible. Obviously, like mandatory, I am the first person you have sex with and then don't talk to me is like the ultimate, I have power and I will use it with utter disregard for you and I will devour you and you will be forever changed. Welcome to existence. This is the real world. It's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, uh that's the way of death like it really is because death becomes the end if you do that and it can't sustain its cost like it's a entropic system that if that's the self you worship then death is the abyss and it's all it's everything it's the end for you because the thing you worship will come to an end as you know so life becomes a struggle you know of to flee from the terror of knowing that the thing you worship is will ultimately be rendered false uh, no matter what you leave behind. Uh, and so in the meantime, you just try to just make that self as big as possible, knowing that it will never be, you know, fully the master, uh, even as you, you know, personify that death to many other people. I really, you know, I think power dynamics and are, are inevitable and, you know, the abyss is inevitable for everybody and everybody has darkness that they have to confront. But... That's what I'm saying. Like when you have the gift of getting, you know, are we not recording anymore? No, 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 no. no. I'm sorry. Don't react Uh, to my facial expressions. I'm just saying like when it it can occur to you when you're like, shit, I got to figure out what's best for not just me, but for this other person I'm responsible for. If you're fucking David Tuttle, dude, you got a senator or maybe you are one or something. You know, you're the Bible man. Uh, It's like, that's a big responsibility, dude. You got a baller office, dude. You, that's a big responsibility. I'm not saying you can't have one wife that you met at the church that you run. I like that. You know, uh, it can even be like a weird situation, but like you got to keep it to the one wife if you're parading that around. Uh, anyway, I'm just saying like uh, you always got to ask yourself if you're responsible for somebody. You got to defer to them, dude. You got to agape. You know what I mean? I think that has something to do with like letting yourself diminish. Literally, no. What's that word? You know, like there's the different conceptions of love in Greek that like okay. they use, like there's eros and there's agape. There's all, there's philios or whatever. Some, mm-hmm. you know, there's the different kinds. Yeah. Uh, 
so like agape is like the love you have for your child. You know, I think I would say, uh, like you, it literally diminishes you, you empty yourself. Uh, and so that it's like, you know, watch a kid who's in charge of the house. If they decide they don't like what's going on, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, there are times when you, you do have to use that power to be like, no, we're eating dinner or, you know, whatever. Um, and they usually go with that. They get that. They like that. Uh, like they depend on you to exert some order in their lives. That's a responsibility. Imagine using that to gratify the impulses that are, you know, that we're seeing here. It happens, man. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, it's easy to just say it's wild. Isn't the show great? It's hard to be like, where am I doing that? You know, where am I falling short of my responsibilities? It's, it's, it, you know, I, I just feel like it's a balance. It, our kids are young enough where it's hard or no, it's not hard. It's gonna, it's hard to see like exactly how it's going to play out. Uh, but I don't know. It's just, who knows, man, are kids even going to go to school? What the fuck is going on? It's an easy question to answer. It's yes. Yeah. It They're seems going to like right now, Alex, what are you talking they about? They are. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, not my kid. Well, your kid's not school age. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> I guess the neighbor's kids, I hear them going to school sometimes. There's no <laughs> there school bus go. around here. I don't so, think there's a school bus around here. Will there, uh, maybe it's close enough to Sanger. No, it's not close enough to Sanger to walk. I walk to Sanger. Well, are you a fucking three-year-old, Alex? No, dude, this was a weird sign. Are you familiar with these where they're like strive for no less than five? It's like a campaign, a DISD campaign. Huh? I don't know what it means. I don't either. I think it has to do with absences. That's what, like, they have these little signs up. Really? Anyway, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got a clip. We haven't played it yet, and now we're, like, well past it, but I do want to play it. So how about we just play it and see how it goes? Uh, it's, you know, it's it's the moment we were talking about it. Yeah, just the word, this is, kicks off a little discussion about uh, Rust's mental state and, uh, you know, relationship with reality and... You know, whenever whenever they're first standing in the storage unit, um, before Rust is like, "Yo, I got a tape." Uh, yeah, yeah. Is, is this is their conversation? If you need help, why don't you just give it to Papandia and Gilbo? Oh, they may be bonds in this thing and not even fucking know it. Come on. Look, Eddie Tuttle is the goddamn senator of this state. The late Reverend Billy Lee Tuttle is his cousin. I'm telling you, it's a fucking family thing. That's what I mean when I talk about the sprawl, Marty. Eddie Tuttle's the reason that the Lake Charles thing never made the wire. Look, man, you have some compelling stuff here, and you might have something. But all this, uh, this, this, the sprawl, as you call it, which I would call conjecture, mm. the shit about the Tuttle's and the state PD, do you know how fucking crazy that sounds? It's like you've been alone too long. You know, like you maybe told yourself this story and kept drinking until you believed it. Marty. I had my time where I wondered if this was all in my head. That time passed. Really? What happened to Billy Lee Duddle? Something you're gonna have to look at. No other way around it. No other way around it, dude. 
Yeah. I guess we'll never know what would have happened if Marty said no, but I mean he didn't he didn't have an option. There's no other way around it. He was pretty clear about that. Right. He was gonna kill him. No, he was not gonna kill him. Oh. He's just gonna have him watch the video. But what if he was like, I'm out of here, dude, I'm not watching it. No. That was not an option on the table. There was no other way around it. Do you think he was like, I'll just see how far he goes? You know, if he said no earlier, he would have let him tap out. Or would, do you think there was a point where he'd been like, no, you got to watch more. Stop being a bitch. <laughs> Probably not. You know, like, what if he just hits play and Marty's just like, I get it. I mean, if he's ready to concede the point, then yeah, we're fine. But I think he need If he, he's going to be like, I don't want to watch this, but also I think you're wrong about it. Well, then yeah, we probably. Oh, I see it. your point. I I feel like there's something going on where he's like become like a an arrow for good. Like he he is like he's constantly like behind that huge spiral and in front of the, or behind the dreamcatcher and in front of the spiral. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and he's making people be low-key you know indirectly paratraumatized by watching it happen you know like marty and gracie are both fucked up by watching it you know and by a further degree of removal the viewer uh probably several given the editing um and so it's like interesting he's like it's all for good dude i'm i think he's doing the right thing but he's basically like doing kind of an arrow thing, but being like, look, I didn't mean to go this far. I tried to tell y'all so many times, but it's jumper cable time. You know, like is what it is, dude. I'm pulling guns on Gracie. Fucking Bob, big dog Bob, dude, coming through. Can we talk about that? That's Big sick. dog Bob? But, uh, Robert Dumaine. Are you talking about like the episode we're not talking about? No, isn't this the the bar? Robert Dumaine's in the episode, but yeah, also yeah, the yeah. only thing that he does oh, is my say fault, that he had dude. a kid. God damn it! Should we edit that out? No, no, no. Just yeah. just ruin your life. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Dude. TC's wearing a shirt. It says DMB. <laughs> uh, dumped poop in the Chicago River. Good. I wish they do it every August. That's how. I <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was a travesty. R.I.P. to everyone affected, or you know. I hope you, how did they, did they just like jump in the river? What do you do? <sighs> like, would jump in the river. Do you, do? Uh, do, you, do you know like the boats? Have you ever been, you surely I mean, I been know to tour Chicago. Boats. I've been, but I'm not familiar with like Chicago boats, like so to speak. I would presume that there's enough situations like this in the world that they're not purpose built just for that, but it seems like they might be. Uh, the, the the Chicago architectural tour boats, like they're they're pretty singular boats of like just they're huge. Okay. Uh, the river, you know, I mean, like it's it's a river, it's not giant, and so like the amount of uh, wake you're creating is really important in the in this okay. context of the river because it's a small body <laughs> oh my of water. God. This uh, is getting worse. So just well, I, it's not even really anything to do with the poop. I'm just. But I'm, I'm saying it sounds dangerous to jump out. You know, no, I think it's okay. I I wonder what the people did. I'd be willing Dude, to. There's an HBO documentary I would watch. What happened <laughs> that second? day? Yeah. What happened the, beyond the T-shirt? 
Yeah. And not just the concert, although. But what they're if giant GMB boats. They take up like most of the width of the river. Um, oh shit! Really? They, they don't generate like any w- much wake to speak of for okay, a, okay. A craft that large. It's they're, they're, that's what I'm. That's why I thought like maybe their purpose. I know that they. There's no way that they're purpose built just for the Chicago pounds. River, but like. Uh, Are they like the ones in Austin at all? I don't know. The you know those in ones. Austin. Okay. I don't think so. I don't. I don't know of any boat. I, I can't imagine a situation in Austin where you would have a similar thing. I mean, like it's. I don't know. That's kind of what Certainly I always picture. Twice pictured. the length of this room, possibly three. Like possibly three, and it's oh, just. And, I mean, we're getting like a hundred. Yeah, like it's just a fucking. It's a giant boat. So like, it's really only eight pounds per person. Well, but like just the amount of like, I think whatever you, whenever I say, like uh, one, Dave one Matthews dump, Band dumped out all their shit day. onto a boat, you're thinking that like ten, maybe fifteen people were affected. What I'm saying. Is that 30. that number is in fact much like much larger? I pictured like thirty. I bet that it had to be well above thirty because I I think that it, it was like one of the architectural it. tour boats. There's other boats in there. I've been on one. It's tight. Yeah, yeah, but this what you know for a fact. You know the lore. I'm fairly certain. I haven't yeah, like yeah, read the story yeah. recently, but I'm I'm pretty sure it was one of the big architecture tour boats. What did DMB do? They said sorry. They paid the largest fine in the history of the state of Illinois, I believe. Really? <laughs> Something like that. I don't know if it's largest fine in relation <laughs> to the river or like just largest I'm... fine anyone's levied. Wow. But they have some record for the most the government can punish you. They punish them. Not just for that crime. It's the I think worst that they thing. probably would have done it even if it hadn't hit anyone. Okay. Like you can't be dumping your shit in the river. Yeah. Like it's downtown. Like I know it, it's, of it's all not places, some, you don't yeah. get 800 pounds in one day, dude. Yeah. Well, like you're about to be in Southern Illinois or somewhere. Let it go there. Surely they were at full, full capacity and that this was the kind of like thing emergency? where someone, yeah, like dude, Carter Beaufort just had to let it go that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have stopped at, uh, you know, possibly the rock and roll McDonald's and just done it there. Yeah, dude. Uh, that I like. I wonder if it's something like where like they can't drive the bus anymore because it's just too full of shit. <laughs> dude, there's such an unt- there's a whole McDonald's hot coffee story here that we're not hearing. I I would. Uh, love. I reserve judgment. That's yeah, all I'm saying. I, oh, you think that it's okay? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that Dave didn't like personally sign off. You know, a little baby. At most, it's like a tour manager that's like, uh, but uh, probably just the guy driving the bus is like, ah, eh, fuck, what are we gonna do? Got to do it. But there's someone who made a decision. Unless there's AI, dude, that we would have heard about that. I think that you, there's not uncontrolled releases of fucking fecal not matter. Now. And as the I want to know what's the solution. Uh, it's in 2004. A, you think there was AI controlling a shitter in August I 2004? It. I doubt it. I doubt it. I well, think maybe no for way. if it's the level of emergency you're describing, I kind of hope. Because the odds of being over a riverboat are so low. I'd be like, yeah, hose it down. It's Middle Ages Day. You know, this is how it used to be every day. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Yeah, it's not like uh, this is the first time shit's been in the Chicago River. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it used to be used for sanitation purposes. So you think the river's a better place to dump it? I'm saying it doesn't turn out to have been, but, you know, you I see You would say dump 800 pounds of shit on a street or a <laughs> river? Saying, You're I mean, unclear a about which one you'd rather do? Like a, a field? I don't know. What, what do you do with it, dude? I guess there's like a, a, a whole system. Yeah, There's you like know a, how it works. No, I, I mean, I'm... I'm con- similar to the septic system at Excel, I would imagine. But you drive to it, and you're yeah. like, yo, 
Let me. I gotta pay the fee. Like I you got, remember, there would be guys. Who came now and do they call it a DMB? Out the shitter. Are they like, yo? I got a one DMB to drop <laughs> off. <laughs> you remember the uh, number one and the number two business truck? Now that you mention it, but I can't say that I've walked around with that phrase. Oh, you know. I certainly have. No, I I, There's I do a remember the sanitation truck that would come to Excel and like just fucking suck up everything in the sanitation system from time to time. That's good. I think, like, as a matter of course, but, like, then what are they doing with it? They probably take it somewhere, but what were they doing back in the day, I wonder, in Houston? You know? Who, who knows? knows? Yeah. Um, Dude, there are people online who think that whole site is a super fun site. I have no idea if it's true or not. That <laughs> it's is pretty wild. I've, I've seen the stuff about that. I'm, maybe not exactly what you're saying, but general that's discussion why we have of it. Powers. I think that it's a bunch of fucking city folk not knowing what a regular sanitation system is. Could be. Like, what's Very the history well of that be. land? Like, we know what it was used for, thanks to my ingenious research in uh, the distant history. The distant history, of course, yes. Yeah, that it was... Uh, Very ingenious. Yeah, a slave plantation that grew cotton. Very dark. Very yeah. dark. Uh, no, I mean, just like... family. And that's there's... nuts that that is... Did you think that at the time? Sorry, that's it. No, 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 definitely not. Okay. Yeah, I just... Uh, what's being revealed is very, like, holy shit, dude. Is this place, like, cursed karmically? Possibly. Yeah, you I know? wouldn't want to have my wedding there. I definitely wouldn't, except, you know, it's if it's a nice land, maybe that's... Look, Excel sucked, but it was not being a slave. So that's very the true. land is maybe the curse is It's improving. on the way up. You know what I mean? We're, uh, yeah, the graph. Yeah, yeah, Which way yeah. is it heading? And then, so if you find out that they're making money from weddings, is it is love winning or is money winning? Or is like good winning or is evil winning? I say, you know, give love a chance. People get like money's winning. Let them love each other. You know what I mean? You yeah. got to pay money, but in this instance. I'm not betting my marriage on the, the idea that that juju's been cleaned up. Yeah. I mean, no, no, I wouldn't. But, you know, we're here on Tejas, dude. This is, dude, we, you know. Yeah, there's, there's people that are like obsessed, or not obsessed, but comment upon like various aspects of like the grounds. And it's, I think that they're just describing that a septic system existed. When you read, oh, when you read about like people talk, yeah. Everything I was there they identify it, is like, what's was, going on there? Is it a super fun site? What's going on there is that like, this is not a city. <laughs> so we don't have like a well-developed sewer system. So all the pipes just go to that fucking vat. It's got all the be. shit in it. Occasionally, we had that, to go down there and put, like, fucking tablets of chemicals in it. I forgot about that. And I never really did that. Then there would be uh, sprinklers that, like, once the water is treated. So, yeah, that all makes sense. Not, without knowing more of the details about what they... Oh, the sprinklers were gross. <laughs> yeah. And uh, some of that everyone else understands, the sprinklers were not anywhere that we ever had to walk. True, but we had to walk by them. Ugh. Yeah, no, it's, it's gross, dude. It's, it it is was, gross. It, that was better than it used to just like seep up. Yeah, like when I first got there, oh. it was like. Ugh. But we, you know, didn't have to walk there. But sometimes the soccer ball went in there, yeah. and we wanted to keep playing soccer. I would have left it. Soccer. So, I'm gonna walk and shit for we soccer. So well, some kid was always like, oh, you know, it's I'm thinking of know. a specific kid. He talked kind of a little bit like that when enthusiastically saying he would get it. Uh-huh. It was almost as if he was proving a point. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so one thing I definitely want to talk about in the episode, poignant interaction, uh, is whenever um, Marty, or whenever Russ is like, so what have you been doing, man? Like outside of work. That was great, dude. It's great. And Warms your heart. I think I think that what, yeah, definitely. And that's another awesome part about this episode is like all the things that we've been really wanting, like some clear answers about what's going on. And for these guys to just put it aside and work together towards the same goal. Like, but I think they're also emotionally I just to be friends. That's growth, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they always have been friends, but to be like, oh, it's amazing. And let's I mean, you know, sit outside. Supposed to scan his growth, like Marty. That's yeah. why they have Marty immediately say, like, I don't think you've ever <clears throat> asked me that before. I love and it. I, I think that what's going on. True. They rarely do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is uh, like that Rust is healing because he's getting nearer to his true purpose, right? Like, you know, the the time in Alaska when he's been getting, like, more and more fucked up, uh, you know, and, like, we can just, like, you know, Marty says, like, his eyes look brittle. You know, like, right. the embrittling of his eyes is a process that has happened because he's, like, uh, refusing to pay this debt, and this debt is eating him up. And now that he is starting to pay the debt and working towards it, he's healing and his life's getting better. Like, you know, the scars are... Uh, are progressing and, you know, things are going good for him. And now he's able to be like a full regular person. It's not like he's fully engaging in love here, but it's obviously heading in that direction by asking, you know, like, Hey man, what's been going on with you? Like that's, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. loving again, but it's, it's a step on the path. I can't, it's hard to define love in a way that doesn't encompass some asking someone that. Sure. You know what I mean? Like if in the way that he's asking it, there's a way to manipulate it to be like, how are you? I'm going to yeah, use yeah, yeah. this information against No, but he just seems to want to know about his buddy. That's like, how you been, bro? Yeah. <laughs> dude, what's wrong with that, dude? Yeah. That's what it's all about. Indeed. If, if this podcast is not about saying how you been, bro, I don't want to fucking do it. <laughs> 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 yeah, I love that scene. Yeah. You know, it's the hard investigative investigative solutions. Indeed. They're, they're, their hearts are opening. Dude, Marty's a decent investigator, man. Was, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. his database subscription is kind of jank, I would say. I mean, he's established it. I was not to know. Like, I was like, this guy's got a catalog. He's he, like, I don't got all of them, but I do got like, and then rattles off. I'm like, what's going on after here? After the murder, like he does say and public records. Mm -hmm. Man, I, maybe I shouldn't. I didn't write him down. But I remember being like, he should have more than that. But Well, he's admitting that. True. He's sheepish about the, but are you saying that you, in the course of your work, know of more? And yeah, exactly. I was like, there, that's not that many. But you know, I'm talking out of turn. I don't know what the operation is. But also, it's like, is Marty doing well? You know, we talked about emotionally or you know spiritually, economically. He's got the Cadillac. His suit looks good. He's golfing like he doesn't golf. Uh, like he's 15 on the green, he says, mm -hmm. which is like, I'm just happy to be here, you know, score, which nothing wrong with it, you know? Uh, I'd like, say if you're doing that, you probably shouldn't golf. Depends on the scene. You're if you're with the you're guy who takes Maseratis. Well, yeah, that's true if it's true. Everyone else on the course. Unless it depends on the course, man. Sometimes everyone <laughs> else on courses where they're all getting fucking twenty on every hole. Yeah, everyone's drunk. Fucking, you know, <laughs> this is what it is. I, you know, I'm not a good golfer. Anyway, because uh, of your shoulder. And then, well, that happened playing golf. So it's like, yeah, what is my shoulder? Because I'm bad at golf. 
also arguable, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I mean, if you're swinging it right, it wouldn't exactly. hurt your shoulder at all. Precisely. Yeah. And I have, see, my shoulders are, they're coming back. I feel like that's the next body part to, to work on. I think it's a way, uh, there's a way to look at, you know, all of the things we talked about earlier positively. I'm going to leave it at that in the interest of time. So, uh, you know, Marty, uh, he eventually cops to the baby thing, although I don't think that really, like, invalidates what he was earlier saying. But the first time that Russ asked him, so why'd you quit? He's like, well, you know, wanted to be a cowboy. <laughs> but his right. his whole point about, uh, you know, you just kind of do the next thing in front of you and then you look up and you're like, is this what I wanted? So true, man. Yeah. It, is it? Because I like I I think it's possible that it is in in many in ways I can see that reflected totally in all of our lives and every in fact in the life of everyone that I've ever met so obviously there's some truth to it but it seems in direct contrast since I'm interested in like you know just a, what what do you say to this like how how do you uh, reconcile these two things Rust's theory that uh, the job finds you it selects for a certain kind of person mm. this seems to be in direct contradiction on some level right or is, well, do you see it differently. It's possible that I think I think it's possible that Russ meant that as he's different from other police where you know he one is one of the ways you described and he is the other way. He was good for it before the job. The job made other people good for it. Yeah, and maybe Marty leaving is like, you know, because he wasn't good for it. Like for him it was just like I fell into this. I mean, he's not terrible at it. He's good. I mean, he's decent at it. Yeah, I think uh, there's an element of truth to it. I think with a guy like Marty, it like... Like, Rust wouldn't have stopped doing it because he saw the baby. I mean, he did fucking no. shoot the guy who uh, injected his kid with Crystal. True. Which is, in many he ways, says. having a tougher time. <clears throat> I'm inclined to believe him. It's interesting. I didn't even draw that parallel. He, I remember that, but that could be part of the cover story, I think. Nah, dude. That, I mean, like, yes, I guess it's possible, but I, I don't I, remember. Whenever you're asking, like, what's the likelihood? Like, what's the likely thing? I think it's overwhelmingly likely that he's just telling them the truth. I just remember because it's... we do know that he was a CI because mm-hmm. you know we saw him with this stuff, and so like, why was he a CI? His explanation is that it's because he killed the guy that was injecting his kid with crystal. Damn, you're right. Like, sounds like it. Yeah, so I I think he killed the guy because he injected the kid with crystal. Yeah. So I you know I'm saying that uh I, the, that's the, wild stuff, man. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess I would have to say that what's worse? Neither of them are great at it. Well, it's Quitting both, the job or shooting the guy. Here's what's scary. I think in both cases, no, from it's, it's like that's scary because both of those things. I don't know if anyone microwaves their child. I mean, I hope not, but I can't imagine that it's never happened. Uh. But both of the ways it's described that when he injects the drugs, it's to purify the baby. And then in this case, it's to dry the baby off, mm-hmm. uh, which maybe, you know, I don't know what's going on with water there or whatever. But in both cases, it's just a deranged attempt to do what is, you know, a neutral act. You know what I mean? So I'd say more than that. What do you mean? Like purifying and drying both seem like actually, yeah. Drying, I was saying, was more neutral. Purifying as is qualitative. Yeah, you're right about that. It's like maybe even worse. It's like demented an attempt to do something that you think is good. You know, maybe that gets that like Tuttle question. Does he think he's evil? Probably not. I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't strike me as someone who thinks he's evil. 
Billy yeah, Mitchell. he walks around with the assurance of one who does not, which is maybe what's scarier, dude. That's like, again, like the Lovecraftian like gods that are like so far beyond our conception. They care as little for us as we do for the ants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, puts it in perspective, I guess. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns in heaven above. We know that. I've heard the song. Hell yeah. Um, so it's I'm, I'm wrapping up some uh, ends, and then I want to play the rest of uh, the clip. Um, but I wanted to ask you, uh, just as a matter of things that the audience and you might find interesting if you're not previously aware, um, Killings After Katrina. Yeah. Do you know about oh, the real nice. ones? No, not at all. I'm not nice, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, that you research it or, you know, have information. So I was Googling for the article I had read before. And in the course of that, I saw something that was published like in 2005. So I would bet that these numbers got refined. And I would think that this is obviously something that no one thinks the measurement's going to be right anyways. But right. amongst the bodies that they collected in Katrina, that the coroner was going through... Uh, there were 21 of them that showed signs like there's a bullet or like, you know, blunt force trauma, like mm -hmm. 21 where they, someone going over the body was like, this seems like more, uh, which interesting. I, I guess more I don't know how many murders occur in a major city in a day. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's a lot. So I don't think it's 21. 21 dead people is a lot. Yeah. And however you do it. And with, Yeah. And then uh, the, the thing that I was especially interested in recalling the details of is uh, there's a ProPublica. Is it ProPublica or Publica? <laughs> As you said it the other way, I was like, is that know. it? It's uh, probably Publica. <laughs> ProPublica uh, article. Uh, I think this was published in 2009. Um, okay. and, I, and I don't, like the, the article at the top has an update that's like, the DA says that they are going to Look into some of these. And then there's no other update. Interesting. So I don't Didn't think that, that like, they... DA go to jail too? Like the one that was the DA in 2009? That sounds possible. That seems to happen sometimes. I wonder if that's related, dude. Um, but so the across the bank from the... Or across the river from the French Quarter, uh, there's the general neighborhood of Algiers. Okay, and then, yeah. uh, like specifically, there's uh, Algiers Point. Like it's a, you know, sub neighborhood. Um, and Algiers is largely African-American. Algiers Point is like the really old, valuable homes, and it's white. Is that like where Brad Pitt lived? Could be. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, and Algiers Point, the like, it was one of the highest parts of the city. It was largely unaffected. Okay, that uh, makes the, sense. The levee in that area held. Okay. And so the... Federal, uh, like, rescue people were using the Algiers Point Ferry as a coordination point that they would try to funnel everyone who was escaping wherever. Like, if you, you know, found your way to some kind of boat, uh -huh. that they would get you out of the water there, put you on a bus to Houston, so mm -hmm, on and so forth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so... The people, there was one dude specifically uh, who lived in Algiers Point that as the storm was kicking up, someone jacked his van, like from him, like had a hammer, was like, get the fuck out of your van. Oh, shit. And uh, so then as you've got all these people coming into Algiers Point 
to evacuate. Uh-huh. Uh, he's going around with his neighbors, and he's like, dude, someone fucking just jacked my van. Like, what kind of lawlessness should we be ready for? Right. Uh, they gather up as many guns as they can find. And wow. you just got fucking roving bands of whites just right. going around trying to protect and there's a spike lee documentary where they talk to the dudes that this happened to uh that like they're just walking down the street they don't even know anyone else is there they're just walking down the street and fucking open up with shotgun fire and like hit all three dudes i mean obviously there's talking in the documentary so it didn't kill them but just like it was you'd cross the line you know of like now you're in the area that we are protecting and if we see any black people in this area we're fucking shooting them whoa and uh there's definite killings like whoa there were a hundred percent people who were shot dead for walking down the street and they had decided that this was a whites only so area. are these guys in jail for murdering people i think you know that they are not it's for real a hundred percent dude whoa. everyone in the neighborhood knows who they are like it was you know a large that like it was a coordinated thing like you know if fucking uh, see that's where i like to think i have some kind of faith where i'm like it's burned me i've never murdered anybody obviously but like in the past i've learned like usually someone is snitching you know what i mean but it's like give it up to the roving whites for like the solidarity uh yeah i just it's uh one Jesus of the, one of the things noted in the article is the the journalist is like just in general as I went around trying to find out things about what happened in New Orleans I've never in my life talked to so many people with relevant details of a crime that hadn't talked to police like they've never been asked by police never been interviewed never been like it just never appears been interviewed that, is an important part of that I I maybe I mean maybe it's futile I just, I'm just saying, like, it, it, it would be one thing if there was, like, what, what you're saying of, like, the solidarity, if uh, the police are intensely attempting to figure out what happened here and, like, account for this body and, like, carrying out a regular murder investigation. Ah, uh, you're so right, man. Yeah, Then, you like, are that's right. one thing. That's yeah. hard to maintain the solidarity if no one's even asking. You're so right, dude. My assumption falls away as soon as you accurately imagine... Well, also, it's like whose brother-in-law is on the police department for, you know, for all we know, they were part of the roving gang. Yeah. And I, you know I, what I mean? even the people that weren't part of it, I think I get the sense that there was a feeling amongst people in the city of like, yeah, dude, what would I do if I were in that situation? Probably that. Well, I and if it were me, I want to be very clear. I would not fucking do that. And I would do everything I could to stand up to those people. I think that shit's wrong. I what? think that's a fucking to stand up good to the evil moment. Yeah, if I if I was in the neighborhood and I'm seeing on next door where they're like, "Hey, we're getting fucking <laughs> coordinated," I'm <laughs> like, "I'm going to be behind you with a camera," and the out, fucking dude. DA is getting <laughs> yeah. all this footage the second that we're out of here. Like, you for know. sure. I mean, and hopefully that'll be. I mean, that's when better you see than not doing this that. kind of pronounced evil in your life. You ought to confront it, as Rust is saying. I would feel like I owed a debt. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when I'm thinking about like if I was in Katrina, I definitely, I you know, I we've differed on. I am a gun owner. This is Texas. Uh, I uh, I have no trouble admitting that gun ownership in a world full of uh, gun owners who are increasingly deregulated in our state, which is you know a topic that I don't really want to weigh in on, but it, it is a fact. Um, you know, it's like, think about the way it is in cars now. 
Gun rights is like my literally last ranked Me too. issue in terms of caring. But in terms of uh, it, the gun rights, I don't it's know like, what I think. I don't care enough to. Well, know. now I have some. So if fucking Joe Biden or fucking you know my boy Beto takes him, you know he can come get him. But I have the ones that I have. You know what I'm saying? So I am in a registry of owning them in, in one way or another. I not really. Like, see, I don't really There's even a great know how that article goes. about the registry. That's fine. I'm not really, as you can tell, my react. I'm not. Well, you, know, you love I mean, this story. It's great. It's interesting. No, no, no. I'm saying like I am. It's not. It's not upsetting me that there's not a registry that has like every gun owner's name on it right now. I thought you had to go to a gun show that way, but I, I want to hear the story. Yeah, just they. They. I mean, I'll try to make it quick. It's not like the biggest thing, but just fucking. Um, the there's always been. That's one of the issues that gun rights activists organize around. They don't want a list of the guns because if you have a list of the guns, then you can go down the list and take them, right? Yeah, I, I'm aware of that and that they, they don't know about all the guns. I know so that. they are not, I believe, allowed to keep an electronic record. <laughs> oh, whoa. So there's, I think it's like a government building in West Virginia uh-huh. where you do have to like send some papers off to them whenever you do a gun sale. Yeah, I think I've like filled out a form. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. that form gets filed. Okay, but I believe that the relevant laws say that, that that file cannot be electronified. Just as Ben Franklin expected. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it kind of seems like they could have been a little bit more clear about what they were expecting, whatever they were writing. It, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we would have figured out. I don't out know a what way to make they've... of that sentence. Who knows? But we ended up in the situation that we did. You know, it's weird because you look at the rest of the Western world, and they do not have guns like this, man. <laughs> yes, we, that's true. Like we do Australia, they were like, "Well, what we did is we just took them the the government was like, "Give us your guns." We said, "All right." And we're still here. You know, it's like that would never happen here. Like I don't think it would. It's there a, was something I, from know. Australia recently where I felt I like know, I was like, happy. What was it? I don't buy in, Oh, I was just going to say I don't buy into like the the COVID hype of Australia reporting right now. I mean, it, there's a lot of muck to wade through there. What? Uh, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. On a certain corners of the internet are currently depicting Australia as like a, a you know, COVID nineteen restrictions run amok. It's like to the to a dystopian level. I I don't think they're, as we say, factually accurate. You know. Yeah, I saw something. That exists, I'm trying though. to remember what it was. Or just, just like, what is this? I th- I think that it was COVID regulations okay. run amok. Um, but do you know what I'm talking about? How they just took all the guns in Australia? And yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, That's just it? It's like, I don't think you, everyone. I think that it was a buyback. Yeah, I'm yeah, positive yeah, they got yeah, compensated. yeah, sure, sure, sure. But it's like, you can't have a gun like that in Australia now. Like, that's, I'm pretty sure how it ended up. I don't fucking know. I know out in the country, I'm sure you can hunt. But that's the other thing, you know, you know, I love to dog on Beto, dude. I rewatched his skateboarding videos. <laughs> uh, he borderline pushes Mondo, dude, which, you know, I had to watch a YouTube video to learn what that was. But what does that mean? It's like when you're getting on the skateboard, but your weight distribution is a little, I would say, hesitant. So you try to keep it, you know, you have your, your foot on the board and then your foot that you're pushing on the ground with. Uh, he's what you're trying to do is just accelerate with your push foot, you know, 
and then get it on the board. But you're you're trying to go forward by using the foot that's on the board to move your weight forward so that it's shifting so that it's over and on top of the board, right? So that you're like riding the skateboard. But have you ever seen like, I'll do it on the whirly board. You know, like a girl, how like, or the whirly board makes it really easy because I actually do need to be Mondo on it. I can't stand up on it because it's whirly. Uh, you see how I'm like, I won't commit to like putting all of my weight on this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Beto had, a, in my opinion, a, a touch of that. It was like very funny how the camera of the clip I saw is like set up so you only see barely his feet, like as he gets on, or like one foot. And then he just, all he does is like, uh, he barely says on the board, man. I'm not trying to dog him. I'm just saying, don't put that on your fucking resume, man. You know what I'm saying? Sure. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's like plenty of people, I'll vote for. Do you wonder who it's for, right? Like if you were a skater, you would surely be able to sniff that out. And if you're not, then you probably don't care. I think the bar is that low and no one on his staff is telling him no at that point. I mean, that was around the time when he just went city to city going on jogs and people were like giving him money. He came to uh, my place of employment. I have no doubt that he did. And then like the next day, you know, I don't know. It's whatever. But I I remember being like, this is so different. He quoted a non should I stay or should I go clash song in his debate against Ted Cruz. I can never take that away from him. Oh, that's rough. What do you mean? It's awesome. No, I'm just picturing him debating Ted Cruz. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> oh man, is he still? He's still our senator, right? He won that election. Yes. That's the the, the same one still. Yeah, I guess it's coming up though, right? Next, I get next year, right? They have pretty long terms. So that's six years, though, right? Is that 2016? So. When was that? No, it's 2018. 2018. Okay, so it's a while. All right. Uh, the Australian <coughs> law I was thinking of, I have a paragraph okay. to read you here. The Australian government has new laws in the books to hack your computer, your online accounts, and just about any piece of technology and networks to come into contact with. It can happen without a warrant and without you ever knowing. Okay. Seems like bad thing to me. So, you know, do you think it's not the case that there aren't powers that be, I agree that it's nefarious that they're open about it. And it changes the way society works when they're open about it. But don't you? It's th- a giant difference. Uh, it no, is happening I, I mean, now. like fucking. It is. It I is. believe everything Snowden, Snowden told me. Exactly, I don't think dude. he's lying. Yeah, it seems. But like, like he's not whether lying or not about you that. can enter it into court is a big, big deal. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, in open court, dude. The who things knows that they could like find out about me, like through the fucking keystroke or whatever. They're just going to Guantanamo you or whatever. I don't know that they care about court. But I agree that it changes. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not doing anything court. that I think they're going to Guantanamo me about. I'm just fucking buying yeah, drugs court, online. Open court know? is where wild shit happens. I'm not you buying know? drugs online. I've never bought drugs online. I, I really Dude, haven't. The powers that be appear to want you to do drugs increasingly, and I, it seems that there's that is the case. That's why I was saying we our gotta, interests are aligned. Then we're retaking. But no, I I agree with you in that regard. And like I was saying, I I can't remember if you differed. If they're selling microdoses to the old folks, you know, or to regular people at the supermarket, like CBD, you know, they now maybe that's not the end of the world, but I think we got to remember values as we open these psychedelic, you know, doors because they're not like everything, dude. They can be good, can be bad. It's just uh, you know, the tools. 
The important part of the process, in my opinion, is like a willingness to separate yourself from the values of your society. Like, not not in like a negative, not like or in to a see them revealed in a Sam more deeper Tuttle way, way and figure that out. But like in a you know you, you, the willingness to rethink things. For and sure. If you're buying exactly. it in a store, I don't think that you're rethinking anything. Well, right now, but how much of that is our internalized anti-capitalist? sentiment which is a sentiment i know we're in a broader capitalist society but you can't deny that within a certain media current ecosystem you know it's derogore to think that that's bad i do think it's bad that capital is coming in this is going to be a tumultuous period for drug culture that's why i i think we have to remember the values of the 90s drug culture dude all of it stoner culture pro stoner culture um, you know, because it, it had something to, something to offer there that I think is lost when it becomes like Advil or whatever. But I think that's also because it's very powerful, psychoactive, you know, stuff, depending on how it's administered. And, uh, I'm also less familiar with the microdosing, to be honest. Do you do it? I've never really. Of course not. Yeah. Come on now. Fucking offensive. You'd ask Get that. serious. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah, know. So. Do you consider five grams micro? These days. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe it's great. I don't know. I mean, but I'm saying it's... You don't know? Five grams is great. I do It's know. a bunch of people who aren't fucking like willing to be honest with themselves about what exactly they're looking for here. Like, kind of. There there are... Like, I've heard the whole fucking Paul Stamets. Uh, it's causing new... Uh, like, it's... Oh, I don't buy whatever you're about to say. I can tell I don't fucking buy that. He's saying like... I mean, I get it, but it's like, is he saying like... Who's Paul Stamets, actually? I should just say that. Huh? Who the... Did I just mumble a lot? No, just like you were ready to like be like, I don't believe anything he says. I, I don't know who he is, but I don't believe anything he says. <laughs> like, what are we doing I here, dude? You're attacking thought, me man. for... No, no, of course not. Not you. Uh, unless you're a Paul Stamets alter ego. I agree with Paul Stamets' stance on the research. Okay. I, okay. I, I, he's Lay an authority me. who I believe See, knows me. what he's talking that about. That helps me. That helps me. Uh, no, he's saying that there are some, and I mean, whatever, dude, he's like a big, uh, like proponent of any kind of fungus. Like he's one of the leading, <laughs> okay. leading minds like on how fungus works. This. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. You've got it. Right. He's, uh, he's on Rogan from time to time. Okay. I would be surprised if you haven't heard an episode at some point. Okay. What's this guy's name? David Stamets? Paul Stamets. Paul Stamets. Honestly, you know, I'm hot and cold on the guys there to talk or on podcasts talking about psychedelics in general. Yeah, but if you were going to listen to one, I would I would recommend this one, the true OG. What about this Michael Pollan guy? What do you think about? Are you familiar with him? Uh, like the psychologist be, or whatever. He, seems he wrote to the be book, the anointed one. I but I can't tell if he's yeah, even done know. psychedelics. I mean, I gotta like Stamets is like a he. This Pollan guy seems like a newcomer to me. You know, where I'm like. I, I feel like he's trying to come into a culture that I inhabit and like I tell the wider world sense. about it. And I, I don't like sense. that. A, yeah. Uh, whereas Stamets like created the culture. So I'm feel grateful to, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I think that's a useful, I, I fully agree with you about Poland. So that's a useful counterpoint. Cause I don't know. I mean, I saw him on Rogan talking about he quit coffee and I, the way he was describing that was like kind of interesting, but it was it made me less interested in what he had to say about psychedelics. Yeah, 
was like, your points about coffee are pretty superficially interesting, but he's like, but it's crazy. I didn't do it for three months. Then I did drink it. And then it's like, you know what's interesting? I went back to my office and uh, I, I deleted emails for three hours. It's like, this is our fucking savior, like our drug intellectual is this guy. Yeah, it, I, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I don't think I'm going to be able to, because of the emotional feelings that I yeah, described earlier, exactly. I'm not going to be able to give him a fair shake. Like, you know, I I get a very, like, uh, you know, uh, well, whenever Jake and I talk about it, we refer to it as like a sandbox, you know, of like if you're the first kid in the sandbox and like anyone <laughs> else that comes into the sandbox, you're like, what the fuck, dude? I was well, here already. Yeah, well, so, I, yeah, I do. You got to let it go. I agree with that. Uh, but uh, it doesn't mean, like, you know, I do like smoking weed. Uh, you know, and I have I like my experiences with it overall. But uh, there is something where you've, like, suffered for something. And, you know, part of this podcast is, like, we've had a reactive culture in general to, like, I honestly feel like in some ways, like, the the drug culture of the sixties, uh, you know, or like the decadence of the seventies or the, the, whatever the economic, you know, however you want to describe or however you want to describe the eighties, it like all can like comes home to roost, but that has to feel that way to some level for every, you know, group of children or every generation or whatever. But, uh, all I'm saying is like, um, there's something to feeling like, oh, this is mine and this has meant who I am and it wasn't up to me and I made meaning out of that despite that. And now these fucking dipshits on LinkedIn who like run venture capital funds are, you know, like pleased to report their latest market cap valuation of, you know, other dipshits that they've convinced to pool some of their grotesquely excess funds into just like bankrolling propaganda for whatever they think is the effective mindset to get people to consume psychedelics in the way they want them to. But if they are just following the money trail, that is, I, I do think God and love and the power of, you know, the revealed psyche will win out, but it'll be tumultuous. Uh, and you can't, you know, fuck with the medicine too hard. I can't remember if we were on or off air. You know, I do think the commercialization of cannabis on the West Coast resulted, you know, I've, I've done dabs, I've had a good time, but it's a, it takes a very yin experience and basically takes that little drop of yang from it and makes that the whole thing, in my experience. It's still good, but it's like, it, it's, it's a different vibe. Uh, and I, I wonder what that will be like for psychedelics. It may be like dabs where I'm just too old and I'm like, you know what? Fucking God damn it. I'll learn how to grow them in the tub and move to Oregon or something. But you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the thing I'm trying to say about Stamets is uh, that he had the previous, like he, he, whatever he talks about microdosing, like he's an evangelist about microdosing. Oh, okay. And he is, the reason he says it is uh that it appears in his research which you know i don't like entirely dismiss but also no one should treat it like he's definitely right you yeah. know what i mean there's a certain amount of informality and informalness that's going on here yeah yeah um, yeah but it, according to his research or, or research that he cites um it 
has benefits to just like uh, gr- like regenerating things in your brain. Yeah, I've heard stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so taking a little bit, you know, it's just like giving fuel to your neural pathways growing stronger. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, that actually makes sense. So maybe these people, they do benefit from a micro. You know, who am I to just, say they don't? I don't, I've never met anyone who's, like, I've, I've you know, I occupy a space in the lives of uh, many people around me where, uh, you know, whenever they have some curiosity about this kind of stuff, like, whenever they're like, who in my life would be able to answer some questions about mushrooms? They often right. think TC. Right. And in talking with them, I've never gotten the sense that they treated it like a nutritional supplement that would be good for their brain activity. They fucking want a trip. But sure, like, sure. they've but been you... told that tripping is for fucking weird people who are bad. And so they're right. like, well, I definitely don't want to do that. But I've heard that some of the uh, smart, trendy, cool folks in Brooklyn are micro-dosing. Exactly. That's dude. something I could do. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah, that's exactly. total fucking bullshit, dude. Just take regular, just fucking admit to yourself what you want to do and who you want to be and then do it. But I agree, and that is what I want to do. And I was watching, uh, it was so funny because it was right after we did Acid. I may have mentioned this to you at some point. I was watching Russell Brand interview, I think, Gabber Mate or somebody, and they were talking about psychedelics. And Gabber Mate or whoever, it was a smart guy on Russell Brand, just that Russell Brand was being pretty respectful, like Joe Rogan asked, just being like, tell me your you know, thoughts. Sure. And so he was like, psychedelics can be tight. They can really help people with a lot of problems. Like this, if it was Gabber Mate, he lived, he was a clinical psychologist, I think in the worst heroin area of Vancouver, which is like pretty bad. And he was like, these were the worst like homeless heroin addicts. And he, he was their counselor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he wrote a bunch of books about it. So he was like, psychedelics can, they do appear to be able to help people when, when applied correctly, but it's not just sitting around like doing acid with your friends. And Russell Brand was like, well, yeah, that's how I started doing it. Just like kind of sitting around with my boys, just being like, fuck, one of us has some acid. We might as well do it. And I was watching that like, this is two weeks after we did that. <laughs> like, I was just like, it's not that bad to do it that way. <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? Uh, we figured that out. I'm, I'm <laughs> confident there are benefits. Yeah, I think it was pretty good. Uh, the The second time was better, I think. But, well, th- they continued on each other, I would say. Yeah, all of it's fun. But, like, it, it's certainly true that I've had ones where, like, I don't feel like I grew as a person, you know? Yeah, and that I've had that with mushrooms. Uh, or it was like... I watched the movie and it was Easter. I think the way that we've like fallen into approaching it of like, you know, trying to. Yeah, I distanced it out pretty good. There's like an expectation that like, you know, we're going to discuss serious topics and try to use this opportunity to like unlock insights about traumatic experiences that we might not have otherwise had. It's not like it's. Well, but you don't have to wallow in that if that's not where it's taking you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, if all, like, uh, I've done it before and just watched Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, sure. And it was, it ruled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it's not that, like, you know, I think that that's, I mean, I I didn't hear the podcast, but I I would assume that that's the point that they're trying to make, right? Is like, uh, it's not like you just automatically get fixed upon taking it. Like, if you're trying to do something, like, you got to do it. Right, yeah. Like, and you have to commit actions beyond just, like, you got to, you know, have some goals here. Well, the other thing is, like, these guys are on LinkedIn charging, like, five grand 
to be like come out to San Francisco or like 10 grand, 20, you know, whatever, like to charge the Burning Man crowd to be like come do acid with me and I'll guide you through it. And I feel like maybe I'm a little bit jealous of that, that they have that job and I don't. So <laughs> I got to disqualify myself on that one. But yeah, no, the, the, the whole thing I- I wouldn't want to take acid that much, dude. Like those guys are earning it if they're taking acid every time. They're fucking I really doubt that they are. Yeah, that's nuts. And it wouldn't, like at and a certain point, it'd just be soberly, like, oh, I'm fucking drinking water. Soberly ba- trip-sitting, you know, as they say, I've never used, that felt weird coming out of my mouth. I've never said trip-sitting like that. Uh, but babysitting people while they trip, you know, the people that are going to pay you five grand are going to earn it. They're going to want to talk about their shit, which is fine. It's good to get empathetic. San Francisco has this weird cult called circling right now where people without psychedelics, I think, just sit in a circle and talk about their feelings. It's fucking weird. I don't want to hear uh, anything more about any that, of this. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I'm saying, like, it does, it's obviously not as big of a burden as it seems to be to both of us. But it's just wild to think about. I don't know. It's like you'd have to pay me a good amount for that to be my to be like, yeah, let's do three days. You're gonna do fucking psychedelics, and I'll talk. I'll talk. You know, I hats off to anybody that's doing that for real. But the posts I see on LinkedIn, they mark they they appear to have cynical marketing behind the lattice work of the words being used. I would say, like something sinister lies there when I look at it. Maybe that's for me to look at. You know. Maybe two years from now, everyone will laugh because I'm full of shit. Like, on LinkedIn, like, psychedelics are serious. Serious enough to pay me 50 grand for a three-day weekend of a video conference. (laughs) You know? Anyway, that's not a bad idea, dude. It is a bad idea. Um, uh, I've been reading uh, Brian Wilson's Wikipedia page. Whoa. And uh, it's great. It's a great Wikipedia page. Okay. Go on. Um, And... Hearing about like uh, the role acid played in his life, I don't know. I don't like it. I think that there's something about. So Brian, you're you know just for the listener, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and acid is famously you know assigned as put him in outer space. Beach Boys never really made beat that kind of Beach Boys music after that. Yeah, yeah. And he um, just kind of has struggled. But he put out an album, you know, like well, 10 no, years no, ago. Well, no, no, I think it's pre-Pet Sounds. The, 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 when he started doing acid? Yeah, let me see if I still yeah, got yeah, it pulled yeah. up. Um, I fuck with the Beach Boys, man. Because the... Uh, That's Excel music. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had a copy of Pet Sounds. and What? There was... I mean, come on, dude. You were there, too. This was during the time, like... That does not square with my recollection, but I believe you, but that's tight. Um, I listened to Pet Sounds in college thinking it was the first time I had heard it, and I liked it. I like listening to it. Obviously, the song Good Vibrations, I we I remember that. We had... We had the greatest hit. Multiple so where was the... Good greatest Whenever hits, I got there sets. as a freshman, where was the study hall taking place? In the lodge with the TV. See... That setup. I'm positive. And the stereo shit. I'm positive that there was a daily period that I had where the lodge was empty. And sure. I'm trying to. That makes sense. But why would it make sense? It was there's study hall. Used. There were just periods when it was empty. And if you, you're you in the work crew that class period, yeah. you might be out there cleaning, like doing 
more cleaning. Because remember, it's some, I feel like sometimes there weren't enough jobs for people. It was before lunch. So like yeah, I so think that I was doing crew. like yeah, yeah, cleaning before setting lunch, lunch, but there was no one else up, out there. Could be setting tables. I don't. I just remember sweeping the whole time. It's not. I'm just saying it's not inconceivable that you're out there, kind of the the lone janitor. You're you're Stan Lee about to see Iron Man come through, or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Hulk, Edward Norton come through. You know that scene? It's a big old building. Yeah, I do. It's just him. That's, um, you know that that makes sense. But so not a new kid. You know, they could run away, but... So I was... Uh, during that time, we had Pet Sounds on CD. Because I would put oh, it on. Oh, shit. Nice. And, like, sweep the lodge. Maybe I just was unaware, man. I think that... Like, surely if I had just been able to... I mean, it's inconceivable that we would have had a CD that anyone there was not aware that we had. Until it's conceivable to me, as you describe it, because... Uh, it's not I, like that's the only time we listen to it. Well... Yeah, the other thing, though, I have to think about is, um, you know, I think I knew more about music than the average kid. Uh, I sure. read, like, Spin Magazine and Rolling Stone. I had a subscription to Spin prior to getting there. It was tight. Oh, that is cool. I don't think I ever had a subscription. It was one of the great moments between me and my parents. My mom, like, a guy was selling him door-to-door. And she was like, wow. my son likes music. I didn't even know those were real. I know those guys are real, but I always kind of thought maybe those magazines never They wouldn't never get the come. magazine? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you're not like getting a fair price or whatever. I remember they came through once and being like, I should get some magazines, but you know, never did. <laughs> That's um, good though. But yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, I, I, I love those spin magazines. But sorry, you were making up. You were saying. Oh, that you I was just saying. Like, I read a point. lot. Like, I uh, my school got a, copies of CD-ROMs. That had every issue of Rolling Stone like forever. And I remember like going pretty far back in those and we printed out like me and my boys uh, like every time they interviewed like these were problematic, you know, old media types. So they obviously like if you interviewed, you know, I don't even know who it was because it wasn't Britney Spears. Uh, but you know, bikini pick babes, dude, like the, whoever the singer was there or whoever it was or the actress or whatever we like, they had to shut down the Rolling Stone access or like, uh, supervise it more closely because kids were like printing out the bikini pics. Mm. Uh, it wasn't just me. It was my boys. And I printed out a Beavis, a long fake interview with Beavis and Butthead. Nice. Which also people were not happy about. Uh, it's very tight, funny. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, a girl in my neighborhood, her brother went to college, and he had like a ton of back issues. So I was like aware of music criticism. So maybe it seeped in, but I maybe I just heard the music as part of the background music, and was just like, oh, I haven't heard that Beach Boys song. But like, no way. I don't think I knew that Pet Sounds was like the fucking best album of all time or what, you know what I mean? Like I, I was I aware was, that it was regarded as their best album. I did not. I or don't like think a, I Like kind that. of their Sergeant Peppers, you know, like it's, it's something new. I don't think new. I knew that. I don't think I knew that at um, all. And, uh, so it could have just, I knew it was there, but I didn't give a shit. I was like, Oh, it's another beach boys. CD. We definitely had like, like from dinner theater songs with like random beach boys tracks on there. Right. The good, yeah, good greatest hits comes dude. I but I know those. that I, I heard, or, you know, maybe they just like repeated this in the, the greatest hits. And so like, this is what I'm thinking of. But the reason why I'm confident that they had pet sounds is because I, every day during this time would listen to Sloop John B into God only knows. 
And Ooh, I can't answer for that combo unless it was a mixtape because Sleep John B was on Forrest Gump soundtrack. But I'm I'm just saying like that that's how it's arranged on the album. Yeah, yeah. That, so see, like I know oh, I know for is. certain okay. that I would go from there to there. So like it seems to stand to reason that the rest of the album was also present. Yeah, and it's a great album. Uh, but we would put on like random Jimmy Buffett albums, random James Taylor albums, just whatever parents brought. So it would just be like, oh, to me, I think I would have been like, oh, this is just a Beach Boys album. Like the same way we listened to rando James Taylor albums that weren't, you know, I don't know. I'm not disregarding it. It's a great album, dude. I think it. I think you're right. It was Pet Sounds. I'm just saying it is conceivable to me that I it didn't uh, register. That's early '65 is when you started the acid. Huh? Uh, yeah, that's all I was saying. Uh, early '65 is the Acid Trips. Uh, May 1966 is Pet Sounds. Okay. While he was in the Acid Trip, he wrote California Girls. Oh, nice. That's a good song. Yeah, and then that's an old style Beach Boys song. When you you know, if you were to group them like that, yeah, and he does perfection. like definitely start to get into like you know, just like the the like a piece of music on the front of stuff, like just doing more like, hey, I'm just gonna fuck around for a while here. Yeah, like that all comes have after. You see, the... Walk Hard. Have we talked about this? <laughs> we have talked about it. I've not. Oh, seen they it. have a lengthy. He goes through like a Brian Wilson. Yeah, face. it's pretty funny. Uh, but I, I'm not sure this is a fully formed thought that I have yet, but there's something about the way that acid was deployed back then that seems better. Yeah. Except MK ultra, but sure. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, I like water. No drowning is bad. Well, that's the point of the show, man. Um, but yeah, so, uh, just like that there seemed to be an expectation that you would do this, but that it wasn't like a cliched sort of thing. Well, like, look what like, it wrought, dude. You know, what do the you mean? 80s boomers. Same people. Uh, no, I'm saying that I think that they didn't. Like, they didn't make pet sounds. Oh, I'm saying acid in general, the acid generation. I guess they're not the same I specifically mean like the I, I creatives of our generation. Yeah. You like, fuck I, with like Steve Jobs and stuff. You think he's good, right? Um, you know, like anything else, there's complicated feelings, but sure, yeah, I would you say you like Apple products. Though. I do like yeah, Apple yeah, products. Yeah. I read his biography. I thought it was interesting. I want to read that. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, we've definitely talked about this. Yeah, I've I've accelerated it because of it, or watched the movie. One of the two. If the movie's good, maybe it'll pump me into the book too. We'll see. They're both good. We got a lot. Going I'd on. say the book's like way better than the movie, but you know, okay. since okay. when has that not been true? Depends. It does depend, but not that often. In my experience, true. Um, but yeah. So let's uh, let's play this final bit of audio. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, talk about it, and then I think we're probably done here. Okay. See what she had it done to her. He didn't like him, but that one time. Not after that. Yeah. Not all these kids running around. You remember one that maybe had scars all across the bottom of his face? Uh, I think that was Mr. Sam's grandchild. Real quick, or not, not that quick. I want to stop here because there was something else that I wanted to get into before this. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, so we had all the hallucinations in episode two and three. Yeah. Those appear to have mostly stopped. 
And he's well, talking a lot about his mental state in this episode. Like, yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. I thought I was going crazy, but then I realized that, in fact, <laughs> there was something going on. Just usually you have a lot of interesting things to say about how, like, yeah. mania functions. What? Where Where are we at? Like... I I mean, dude, I'll tell you, dude, he lit up when he talked about jumper cables, man. That's when true. he was like, yeah, that to me was Flash, dude. Or wasn't that his name? Flash? Isn't that what they called him, like in the Beaumont episode? Crash. crash. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was like a little bit of a crash. I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, uh, so I kind of hear you on that. I think uh, he, you know, he's going into the abyss, that's for sure. But they're going into it for a second time and together and with a little bit more of a plan and more knowledge. Um, so it's hard to tell. It's almost like a controlled. He also is wrong about exactly why he's going about it, but he seems to be like on the right path regardless. You know what I mean? Like he seems to think he's doing this so that he can get on with killing himself. Like, yeah, yeah, he's pretty explicit. Yeah, and even if he doesn't think he's going to shoot himself exactly, you know, walk out of the cop station after giving his interview and shoot himself, he's killing himself anyway. They both are, kind of. Like, you know, they're still pounding that alcohol, dude. That stuff is not good. Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, uh, you know, he's going on the journey he thinks he's going on, but he's got, you know, the final abyss to see the light. You know, it's great. It's a... Uh, and so in on that journey, he does seem to be exhibiting a level of control, but uh, part of it is him just being like, fuck it, let's go in. Like, let's go into the dark, dude. That's all that's left for me to do. Uh, like, there's a resignation there that maybe is, like, the closest he's going to get to wisdom until he gets shifted, you know? So I don't know. It's like, there's also the question of, like, him being placed here before anyway. Like, it's... It's they've always all been brought together on this path, like, and that's kind of like Reggie gets at that. Like, there do seem to be like these weird glimpses beyond like time as we understand it, and it's like, like you said, it's like just enough to prod him. The other thing, dude, that we haven't said, sorry, but like, it's a similar process. He says his life is in a circular fuck up, you know, obviously hitting the the spiral, like idea, and it's like the show's plot, like. Of course, like, dude, that commentary does, you know, it's pretty good the more I, it keeps coming up. Uh, he, Pizzolatto referred to the plot structure of the show as itself a spiral. So we're, when, when you said, sure. this was what reminded me of it, when you said, like, in the beginning, not about the acid stuff, but I think it probably relates to it too. Like, in the beginning, we got the very broad strokes of the spiral with the in-between spaces, like, you know, pretty much clear. Uh, and, like, we're now seeing, like, we're whirling faster and faster into the darkest implications of them. You know what I mean? And we're, we're losing the thread of if there's even any spaces in between. Uh, so it's not just an expanding circle. It's also, a, a, you know, what's it? Contracting. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I don't know man it's just really interesting to think about like they're not hitting you on the head he's not philosophizing as much anymore because he doesn't have to he hits you with a sentence like he's got you know they haven't done any flashy visual effects but it's like the, he doesn't if, if it's 
if he's not experiencing like I don't know man I've I've had experiences that I don't think will ever happen again like and it's not like I walk around seeing things I don't know like you've had the visuals right not 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 enough yeah yeah like I said I've had like the walls kind of waving yeah that shit is cool man I've had that these carpets I like it. are these rugs are good you know they get wavy yeah and it's uh, it's kind of like uh the you know the wave stuff is like pretty pronounced and obvious enough um but there's it's like whenever you just stare at it for a while you're kind of like imagining what's going on there and the imagining is so much stronger than regular imagining that you know that you're not seeing it but you're closer to seeing it than otherwise so i wouldn't call it a visual but it's a unique experience and you know sure. i do like it yeah i can get wavy if i just stare at it i think i could always do that as a kid to some degree though no, I, you know, like I, I can't like just, I wouldn't even know how to describe like wavy is my best attempt, but like, you know, if you haven't experienced it, I don't think you have any idea what I'm talking about. No, I think I do. It's like, well, a, what I'm saying, I think you've experienced that. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, For the listener, I was moving my fingers in a very psychedelic way. But like, I don't like, I, I've heard, you know, th like I've heard things described as psychedelic before that, but like True. you don't really understand. Like I hate all psychedelic music except Tame Impala. Like all music that's described as psych stuff, I'm not positively disposed. I admit it. I think Jimi Hendrix is good. Yeah, I do too. I also like like when people are like, "Oh, this is psychedelic, this part or whatever." I'm usually like, "It is cool," you know. It's not how I would describe it, but you know, like a genre, psych rock or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's usually kind of too too far out for me. Anyway, all right, you want to play the clip? Yeah, yeah. This is that same clip. Mm -hmm. We gotta yeah, get that to him, that poor boy. I I think that child was a a, a, a children's a, what he was a little boy a children's. Or Mr. Sam's other family. I shouldn't be talking to you about this. That's okay. Mr. Lord, could you have a look at something for me? Well, one thing. Just have a look, see if you recognize it. You know Kakasa? What is it? Him needs time. Robes. It's a wind of invisible voices. Mineral rights, my ass. What y'all doing? Rejoice. Death is not the end. Rejoice. You need to leave now. Death is not the end. You need to leave. <laughs> you know, Kukosa. <coughs> you rejoice. Kukosa. we did leave it in there that's good that's yeah, good yeah yeah i'm gonna say the connection is not as direct as it was when it hit me you know i'm uh, in a different state now i i just but i still think it's whatever i said but so given the way that i do recall that this resolves 
which is not that they attempt to depict a spaghetti monster like as described by the girl or it's not like there's a, a yellow king that's like presented on screen as like a apparition or something a phantasm uh i have trouble understanding like what is she reacting to exactly what is what has she seen that like him who eats time swads him man like I guess she's describing a regular person, right? But like, no. See, so yeah, that to me is like she's been initiated into the cult, obviously. So it's like, but like yes, not the, not as like it's some. She didn't observe something. Well, she no. We don't know what she's been through, dude. She seems to. Do you think that? Yes, dude. That's does what I'm the show establish that she observed someone actually eat time? Yeah, I think the cult believes that that for their victims, they take them out of uh, temporal reality, thereby initiating them into like the order of the metaphysical yellow king, which is like their demented creator god. And they're, you know, like all religions, the human proponents of them are, their elites are purporting to represent them in one way or another on earth and take the responsibilities and privileges that come with it, you know, in their particular religion. Uh, but obviously that's neutral language to describe something, you know, abhorrent happening. But I'm saying, so I think it it exists on many levels, the same way Carcosa does, you know, the same way a lot of these, you know, echoey elements do. So I think it's like, already in the video, it did seem like there's one guy that's kind of like, I was like, oh, I bet he's the yellow king of this year. Like, I bet he's been designated, or maybe he's it every year. But, you know, uh, like, he seems to be, he ha he was dressed differently in in the crown, like, with, like, animal face, you know, his bros around him. Uh, so that's obviously one level. But I suspect they're talking on a, a broader level about the this, you know, outside of time being that is the, the God that they're, it's really a platonic idea. It's just like put through this weird landscape and, and they, it's like a, a death God that's represented as a yellow sun, which is, you know, paradoxical, like many things in the show, like the sun, you say, dude, I have to fess up. I have SPF in my, I was moisturizing my face after I watched it. I was like, God damn it. I've been putting SPF on acting all cool like I don't wear sunscreen. I'm vaccinated and I wear SPF. Let's deal with it. Uh, the and you cancer know what? can't be far off. I want to tie off the point. I think nerds who didn't do drugs until they were 35 should do drugs if they want to. Go ahead. And maybe it takes Michael Pollan to get them to do it and maybe that's good. That's why I'm saying. We got to let go. Uh, I don't want to get you know anybody's details, but uh, we were talking about one time like a guy who was saying he didn't start doing drugs. He didn't start smoking weed till he was like 40 or whatever. And I felt like a pang of like, what the fuck? And I was like, this guy's cool, dude. And he likes smoking weed. And he says it makes his life better and you know, whatever. It's like, that's actually probably better than like smoking as a kid on a path taking him to excel. So maybe that's better, man. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, in my experience, the long, like, I think the older people are, the more that they're able to kind of like uh, be yeah, smart about so. how they use it and deploy it to the best. Like, I, right. I don't think that there's a single 14-year-old on earth that's got a real good plan the for what they're getting out of it. The epileptic like with their parents and stuff. You that's know, that stuff's true. Good. That, uh, yeah. I don't really know how that works. But, I don't know either. 
anyway, I think the him robes also is cool. So guess what, dude? While she's saying that, she's wearing like a sweater, but it's like it's kind of roby, dude. It is, and yeah. it's covered. It's it's a full on flower robe, mm-hmm. and then beneath it, it's her shirt has like a lattice work pattern. And then we didn't even talk about Maggie going to visit Rust in the bar. That's this episode, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty short scene, yeah. And she wears a similar flower jacket, but beneath it, a full yellow shirt, which she's never worn, like to my knowledge. So it's like the. They're, what do you take from that? Similar, they're both being robed in flowers, you know, and flowers are eaten by time, you know what I mean, in the, the language of the show. And it's like him robes, him who eats time while she's yeah, wearing Yeah, what's your point robe. about it? I'm just saying it's fucking cool, dude. The flowers. What do you think it's trying to say about? Well, if you would shut the fuck up, I would fucking finish my point and then you could hear it. I'm saying the flowers are the robes, dude. And beneath it is either the yellow sun, which is kind of death, or the lattice work, which are like either the scars of like our personality and existence and flawed consciousness, you know, as we apprehend you know, the void, which is the title of the next episode, Form and Void. And they're, you know, I'm saying like the the woman is wearing a, a form pattern that represents like a brokenness in some ways. And Maggie is wearing like a, a solid color pattern uh, that should represent life-giving, but in this cult represents death. You know, like there are people on the Reddit who think it's like a, you know, an homage to the Roman sun god or whatever. And on Tuttle's mantle, there is like a, an Apollo chariot. And he's the, I think, it was hard to confirm and I didn't Google it. But I, it's like he's on a chariot and it's gold. And it's like that's what Apollo, that's how he brings the sun up, you know, in the, in the old mythology. So it's like all this stuff, you know, they're just playing with the symbology, I think. But I definitely think they think that they're being, I don't want to get too far, but just, you know, when, as we get to the, the full, the final episode, I definitely think like the spiral is taking you outside of your own reality. And they think that means taking you outside of time. And maybe that does mean like, that's what happens to Rust or whatever, you know, on one way or another, but he comes back, uh, but he comes back changed. Um, so I think it's like interesting. Anyway, I'm sorry to say shut the fuck up, dude. I apologize, man. I really value what we have here. It's, it's okay. late, dude. It's, I'm, I'm, I, I, uh, I feel bad about that. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no. It's, I don't want to end on that note, dude. I don't have anything more to say, though. Well, dude, let's talk about Maggie then. What do you think? I, I don't. That's, that's... Oh, you don't have anything more to say about Maggie at all? No, I want to say if she you'd got, shut the fuck up and let me finish my sentence you, about it. I Good. can tell you, I didn't feel. Like I don't. Coming. I don't know what you know, like. I, I I don't know what we're supposed to learn about Maggie from like yeah, like the the lady having it or whatever. I, I I don't know, dude. I I just I. I think she has a debt too. The 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 sign that is behind Russ when she walks in says, "We have your bar tab right here." Which I, I felt like, but I'm not quite sure. I mean, she, you dude, they haven't talked to each other since that one incident. By the way, the funniest Reddit thread I've seen yet. I just saw it, uh, you know, trying to confirm a quote. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's gotten a high level of engagement of them just being like, how did Russ bust so quick? <laughs> <laughs> 
Tell me. <laughs> I want to know this tech the theories are wild, dude. Like, the people, it just... How? Like, <laughs> I'm like, some of y'all are telling on yourselves, man. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, there was like, some, some guy was like, Russ is a master of his own body, and he knew that's all Maggie needed to get out of there. So he was like, I'll just bust. Because, okay. like, other people were like, you know, he's supposed to be drunk as fuck, dude. You know, like that, you know, some guys can't get it up. Some guys can't finish in that state. And he's just busting in two seconds. But the reasonable reply did appear, which I think is like they've had years of sexual attention and it's not even obvious this guy jerks off. Yeah. You know, so it's like, come on now. Anyway. Yeah. I agree with that. All right, man. Uh, excited to wrap up the journey next week. Great episode. Thanks.